0: all right you got a new song for us or what that's yeah. what i keep hearing are you going to offend all of our listeners they're not even going to get to the rest of the podcast you're going to turn it off in the first fucking minute is that what's going to happen maybe <laughs> you might you might be like dude that's not first time listeners you're gonna be like ah, oh, 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 dude There oh. <laughs> that's that sums up adney's dating life perfect dating trips don't what tips oh tips. dating tips <laughs> just don't <laughs> So uh, listeners, you won't be getting your normal song again this week. I do apologize. Um, Oh yeah, they're so. uh, What? What? Actually, I suggested to Chris and Addy. Whenever I do, it'll actually give me reason to be more creative. But whenever I do come up with a new comedy song, uh, Stephen Lynch used to play it on Opie and Anthony all the time, which is cool because he would come on with new material and they would hear it for the first time and they'd laugh their ass off, sort of like we do here. Um, So I decided to write. Or
1: heckle the fuck out of it like uh, (laughs) Almighty Malachi. Yeah,
0: dude, they made fun of it for years. (laughs) Uh, I dig it. I dig it. I actually song. just listened to the bum story of Opie and Anthony, where they brought a bum in from the oh, yeah, street, seriously? and then he talked about raping Condoleezza Rice, and then and they him? got pulled from the air, and they're like, "Dude, shit. we didn't know he was gonna talk about that. We just didn't have a segment, so we just pulled a bum in, did he really trying was? to have fun." Like, and they're riffing off of him. No, he didn't really fucking rape her or anything. He just said he wanted to. In his mind, to, he did. Yeah. And the producers are like, "Oh, you guys can not say that." And they're like, "We didn't say anything." Like, that guy's whoa, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." whoa. <laughs> Uh, This song is called Dr. Dave. Excuse me, sir, so sorry to disturb. I'm looking for 10, 23 mils wave. Well, look no further, and please don't call me, sir. I am simply Dr. Dave. Well, Dr. Dave, I come to you today in hopes you will unburden burden me of my mistake. Of course, without delay, this procedure's child's play. I believe what you want is the Sharon Tate. Back alley abortion, let Dr. Dave scrape away your misfortune. He'll scramble up those adorable organs. He's your friendly local homeless surgeon. The reason that I'm here is cause my insurance didn't clear and it was gonna cost me an arm and a leg. With Obamacare I can't even afford a decent smear, let alone to pay to have this thing go away. Lucky for you I don't charge much when removing unwanted sludge into either the staircase or this alleyway. Now go ahead and lean back and attempt to stay relaxed and by the way, happy Mother's Day. Back alley abortion, ridding the world of potential orphans. If you hate condoms but find children a burden, then come see your friendly local home, the surgeon. Sure he smells like placenta that's him left in the sun. His clothes and face are stained with blood from past abortions. The warts that cover both his hands might be oozing with pus. But it beats the scrutiny I get from those Westboro Baptist cunts. Back alley abortion, unless it's born, it's not even really a person. (laughs) (laughs) Scrape it into the bag, portion by portion, (laughs) then Dr. Dave will sell it to make his fortune. Hello, Chinese buffet. Can I take your order, Puy? And will this be pickup or will you be eating it here? (laughs) Hey, this is Chef Dave. I'm dropping your order by today. I got about four and a half pounds of some succulent veal. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, that was great. That's how you end it? That's, That's how you it? I end it. <laughs> 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 not even like the chords or <laughs> the reveal. The reveal. Yeah. Hey, right, yeah, up, right? Uh, like you're down better, obviously. Be fucking you did yeah. it better the second time, yeah. for sure. Nervousness, you're I right, dude. Because when I'm by myself, I was killing it all morning. By myself. Dude, that, but it had to do And I. Adne is what killed you because you were getting good laughs out of him and you Do one of these? Oh, and then you lose your place. No, not losing my place. But it's just hard, it's hard to read. Like, I had it in my head, but I don't want to fuck it up. Right. It's like I had it in my head, memorized, and I listened to it all the way to get my hair cut, all the way back, kept repeating it in my fuck head, and I fucked up. This haircut's not even tight. <laughs> Morgan, welcome, welcome! the This is the Alcoholicast! We are your host. Abortion song, guys! <laughs> no. Fuck around! Dr. Dave, Chef Dave, actually, he really just aborts. He's, He's he a doctor chef. It. He's a doctor chef. Yeah. He a, a homeless doctor chef. Those are things. Why are you going to let
1: good material go to waste? When you can use it. Make more money off it. <laughs>
0: that's win win, brother. That's good <laughs> biz. <laughs> that's good biz. It's making us extra shakies. It's making us shakies. God, that's just off my graphics. We are your <laughs> hosts. I'm Chris Smith. To my right, I got
1: uh, Dr. Dadney.
0: And to my left, I got Dr. Dave. Okay. No, uh, Never mind. Sorry. I'm lost in my song right now. Stevie. i uh, okay. yeah. well, doctors here now. Okay. I've got I got lost in character. Smith. You know what I mean?
1: And I'm like Jared Leto. I just get into it.
0: <laughs> oh, foreshadowed. <laughs> uh, let's do some shout outs. I, I got I'm really shout-out. Good at it. My shout out <laughs> is for a new SoundCloud follower. She actually just liked one of our episodes. It was 17.5, she liked actually, which is kind which of a, a little that? bit ago. Um,. Uh, no, I think I that, that one's that's when right keeping now. it real goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's when keeping it real goes is wrong. That is what that what it was? was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or is it like no? Because eleven point five is no, it was seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so keeping it real goes wrong. Bonus test. Yep, three. There you go. Bonus pass. Well, that's random that you listen to that one. <laughs> that's all about the court case. Oh really? Yeah, yeah it is. That's weird. Right <laughs> now, <laughs> that's all she knows
1: about us is that. that is well, that. maybe.
0: Well, she liked that episode, so maybe she listened to oh, a couple you, other ones. Oh, and you she can didn't press like, like or whatever. Yeah, on SoundCloud? yeah, you can press like. Oh, she liked that. I got dragged into fucking court. Yeah, she did. Maybe she's a homewrecker. Her name's Nicole, or her name's Selena she doesn't even have a last name. It's Sounds just Selena. Selena. She, she is hot. Selena. Selena. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know. It. This the... podcast was taken off by the bumper of <laughs> Selena. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, she has 13 cuts. <laughs> that was pretty deep cuts. 90s movies, bro. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, what? Dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I mean, shout out to Selena. New right. SoundCloud followers. That's all, right, g- all I got. Give me, give me a second. Give me a second. I got these SoundCloud followers on lock all day. I got, these SoundCloud, <laughs> I got these SoundCloud followers, man. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers. I got these cheeseburgers. With man. some cheese on it. That, that, was, that was a reference, too. What's up? What's up? Longest charge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Shake. <laughs> I I got gonna make make shake. shake. Cross your eyes. <laughs> Tara I just Cousin. got burgers. I think Terry I got the burgers that up. I just got burgers. He's the funniest comedic actor as a big muscular dude for sure. He's hella funny for being buff. Okay, I got one. I have no idea who this is,
1: but we are now up to twenty-four reviews on iTunes. Um,
0: I thought it was thirty-four.
1: No, that's ratings. We got thirty-six oh, ratings. Oh, okay. Okay. Thirty-six solid ratings. Twenty-four reviews. We're okay. we're climbing. We're getting there. Keep reviewing. Thanks to you. Thank you, Elizabeth. motherfuckers.
0: Thank you, Alkies. I hope you're drinking. I can do all three of these right now. Shots fired. Just 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 be, just because. Just I want you to be drinking. And if you you need a drink right now in your mouth, shots fired. There's two. This one isn't. This one is titled. You can get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is from, alcoholico. Alcoholico. <laughs> <laughs> Imitir. Emmitir. Miter. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. But this uh, reviewer writes, "This podcast is the one. Why don't more people know about this?" You know what? I will ask that same question, uh, uh, my friend. Why don't you share us on social media? Find, be more people find out. Second one is to Megis... zero two. There's several S's. There's a lot of S's. <laughs> but
0: Megas
1: gave us, the title is A Black Thumbs Up.
0: Ooh. Nice.
1: Hey, we're
0: diverse, bro. That's Diversity. awesome.
1: <laughs> and uh, the diverse actual says, fuck. love listening during my 3 a.m. shifts. Keep up the brutal honesty. Oh, I will. That's I got awesome. my bag of wine right here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the third one is entitled Hot and Wet.
0: Oh, what? tight.
1: By uh, bo- Robo Ryan. Whoa, oh, nice. My boy. That's someone we actually know. <laughs> uh, these guys are killing
0: it. <laughs> Shouldn't have said we knew him. Just <laughs> li- random guy, man. No, we, we, know, we know Robo I Ryan. listen we we every morning out. at
1: work. They keep me laughing, but also discuss serious issues to get me thinking. Keep it up, guys. Yes, yeah, we'll be we doing. Thank We're you, serious. the three of you. Thank you so so much for putting in that effort. Let's get a three-way going right now. Woo! We just three-wayed. Got that three-way. We really appreciate because this is what's this is this is gonna be big for us. Please, <laughs> we that need that these really reviews.
0: This? <laughs> we have our podcast being listened to more and more every week, and we still remain kind of stagnant on our rates and reviews. We have a consistent about hundred and twenty listens consistently. Uh, like every two weeks, it climbs up to almost about that. Uh, some old episodes have over three hundred views. But if you have that many people downloading and playing, please, please take time out of your day. If you do have, obviously, you need an Apple product to actually rate us on iTunes. Um, so if you're a SoundCloud listener, don't worry about it. But if you are, if you do have an Apple account, please. Go ahead and rate and review us, even if it's a dumb little sentence. Add read read anything that you fucking write, and give us a five-star. Don't give us a one-star. That's not cool. We got a one-star from that girl. Not cool. Yeah, really? There's a one-star rating we, on there. That's, we already know who that's from. Oh, it's it from a, a different girl. Oh, really?
1: Apparently, yeah. it was from her friend
0: probably did it. Whose friend? Oh, she who must not be named? Yes. Oh, uh, what a I know. nice Person. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. She's allegedly a nice person. Oh, who, know, who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, my shout-out to... I'm going to... So, a couple weeks ago, I keep, I suggested Sword and Scale, a uh, great podcast that everyone should check out. Um, there's another one. If you guys are really into the movie talks that we do, if you find it funny, if you find it interesting, if you're just a huge fan of movies, um, I cannot suggest the podcast enough. Uh, how did this get made? <laughs> it is incredible it's done by Paul shear man it's me I mean, you don't have to be a
1: huge fan of movies for that one I thought you were going to say crack but like for how does this get made all, all they do is they pick really shitty movies watch them and then they talk about how the fuck did
0: this piece of shit get made? They break they, it down and like, how? Who? How, how? How do you make this movie? Like, who made this movie? And, and, and Paul Scheer is just a really it, good host. It's just fucking. It's just. Jason Mancus. Man so he steals the show. Fun. Jason Mancus sure. is the one. But the yeah. reason I want to suggest this, it's basically they and watch June, a movie and June always has like the funniest questions yeah. about
1: like what the fuck is like when they were talking about uh, the Force Awakens. She's like looking at BB-8
0: like I don't get it. Like, what is its mission? <laughs> like, before and then Jason so always goes, "Wait, June, <laughs> June, what are you asking now?" And like <laughs> makes everybody stop and have her re-ask the question. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, so yeah, the podcast I suggest is how did this get made? Um, also, we are gonna be doing a bonus episode soon. We're gonna start watching movies and recording in real time and doing commentary on dumb fucking movies.
1: Oh yeah, well, like uh, the, by the way, that's a I'm glad you brought that up because if you a suggestion. We're going to try and only do movies on Netflix because most people have Netflix. Be easy for you to watch it. What you are going to do is you're going to fucking just click up on our podcast that says commentary for blank movie, go to that movie on your Netflix and push play both of them at the same time and you're going to hear our commentary track over the movie of us just riffing on it, making fun of it and saying all kind of whatever we want and just bullshit about it. just, you know, fun little bullshit thing. And uh, if you have any suggestions about which movie we should do, we've gotten just a couple so far. Like, I got uh, Dreamcatcher, and um, I forgot the other one was, but there's just a couple that were like, you should do this one.
0: We'll try but. to do a movie that's obviously under three hours. That way, you know, it's, it's a little bonus a quick. Like, it's it's going to be short. a bonus. So, like, we're going to do a regular bonus, episode, and then this one will be yeah, yeah, on Yeah, of course. And there, this, this, I mean, we're going to probably do one of these every two months, every month. If that. Some, yeah, if that. <laughs> we just thought it would be something fun and new to do, kind of give you some other material. Because... When we just rift off of something so stupid, it's it's funny. It falls together nicely.
1: So yeah, like messages on one of the stupid social yeah, media. Yeah, so it's just a fucking
0: movie, dude. Fight, fight, fucking togue! fight, fucking togue! fight, fucking toke. talk to, don't talk to, do talk to, talk to, you gotta fight, fucking talk. Hey Chris, fight, fucking talk. Hey Stevie, don't fight, but toke. talk. Toke. talk, toke. talk toke. <laughs> fight, togue! All right, best one yet. <laughs> Woo, Stevie's on a roll this episode. All right. So, what we got out
1: last weekend was the abysmal 12-round Snorfest <laughs> with uh, Andre Ward versus Alexander Brand. Oh man, it was embarrassing.
0: I don't know. I mean, you said he's been out for a while. It seems like he's been out for a while. It seems like that was a good nice tuna fight. Uh, he's fought he got 12 rounds He's fought in. 5
1: times since 2012. Um so that is a thing. But the it's like fact once a year. Here's the thing is he did fight earlier this year. He fought against Sullivan Barrera. And uh, that should have knocked out most yeah, of the rust. I do think by the end of this fight the rust was, it was gone. Good, yeah, I don't yeah. I think uh he looked really awkward and like uh stiff through most of the fight, but round by round he was getting more into like his groove, his timing was coming back, his rhythm was coming back, all that was coming back. But at the end of the day he was fighting a guy who was not in his league. Didn't really deserve to be in the same room with him. He was a left shoe sally. No, nah, just... This guy should have been <laughs> f- fucking out of there. This fucking tomato can. And like, I'm gonna work them all in there. Yeah. Give me a minute. <laughs> so I'm talking about this Tijuana <laughs> taxi driver. <laughs> no, uh, but Alexander Brand is fucking picking is, any
0: shoe polish. You know what I'm saying?
1: Look at me like Alexander Brand. You meet him on the street, he'll destroy you. But this is we're talking about one of the very best in the world for the past few years and in and Andre Ward. He is an absolute elite-level fighter. Alexander Brand is a journeyman. He's think, a tough guy. He's a very, very tough guy. But the thing is, he's awkward. He doesn't have great balance or technique. Um, he should have been finished. He should have been out of there. Like, I know... Like, and that's the whole thing. Is like We went the whole 12 rounds, 12 rounds against this guy. He didn't deserve to be in the ring with you. And like I said before last time I talked about this fight was that this was Andre Ward's chance to be spectacular. He hasn't had a spectacular knockout since 2012 at, or a knockout period since 2012 against Chad Dawson. And before that, his knockout, the only other knockout that he's had before that was against Shelby Pudwin in 2009. Okay, I have one question. Putin fought. <laughs> so in, in, the, in the past seven years, he's got two knockouts. They were both very, they were both pretty spectacular. But here is the chance: you're fighting a guy who you've already had your uh, tune-up fight earlier this year. This is your chance to have a really good look, great to get the the public interested, to get everyone everyone's be looking, get them excited about your fight with Sergey Kov. get them thinking, to get them talking. Like, did you see what Ward did? Did you see what Andre Ward did? This was his chance, and he just didn't. And a part of it was the fact that he just was throwing like
0: one shot at a time. One question. Do you... Think that Andre Ward fights his opponent's abilities. Like, what? However good his opponent is, is how good he's gonna fight. So if he's fighting that top tier caliber fighter, then we're gonna see the best Andre Ward. But if he's fighting a B or C grade caliber, and he knows he's an A caliber, he kind of fights down to their level. I, that's
1: absolutely, absolutely right. I think. Um, and uh, Jim Lampley and the rest of the uh, crew brought that up about how, well, like, cause after like seven rounds of just, uh, come on. Um, they're like, well, isn't it true that a guy with his skill set, someone who's a cerebral and incredibly tactical and it's just that kind of fighter, isn't it true that they look pretty mediocre against mediocre opposition? You don't see them truly be great unless they have a huge task in front of them. And he asks this. While well, Bernard fucking Hopkins, the mm-hmm. best possible example of that kind of fighter is there calling the fight as well. And Bernard Hopkins was like, well, absolutely, you know, blah blah blah. And in these fights, he's all, yeah, that's why I asked you because I know you're a perfect example. <laughs> Bernard yeah, Hopkins. Shots
0: fired. What Max Kellerman think? asked? Kellerman was it wasn't, hitting it wasn't meant for plate. like an insult. It was just like Bernard Hopkins, yeah, you're a great example. I, 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 we see we got quiet. He's like, fuck you, Kellerman. <laughs> uh, I, like you could kind of tell he kind of wanted to be like, dude, why'd you ask me that? Question? He'll be like, because like, he'd be like, Bernard Hopkins, you've
1: looked. Good against low level opposition, but you're never, you never, we didn't see you be as truly great as you are. Unless so we put you against somebody like a Felix Trinidad, against a, uh, like a, you know, that level of fighter, an Oscar de la Hoya or a Chad Doss, something like that. Or not Chad
0: Doss, he was, he was like, you right. <laughs> like, no, you're absolutely right. He needs somebody like, What about you, Keller, when you're in the ring? Yeah. <laughs> what's that? You weren't in the ring. <laughs> right, okay. I, I would just shut the fuck up. I would have been. <laughs> shut the that fuck up.
1: If I didn't defend the middleweight title 20 times, I would shut the fuck up. I would just right. shut the if fuck up. If I did become Undisputed Lightweight Champion twice, I would shut the fuck up. <laughs> the oldest man ever won a title? Shut, shut
0: the fuck up. <laughs> that would have been fucking That awesome. would have been pretty
1: funny. <laughs> yeah, Bernard is a fucking legend. And this was funny is Andre Ward gets those comparisons the most. of any other fighter He gets compared to Bernard... Because of his will, his ability to slow down the pace of a fight, to make whatever pace he wants, to shut down what you're doing and make it a bit of a boring fight, but win it and shut you down completely. So all that's happening is what he wants to happen, um, and that's why he gets a lot of decision wins. But uh, even with that, even though that's his style, even though he's not this, he's never been a knockout artist. I know that he wasn't a super hard puncher, super middleweight, and this is light heavyweight. He's coming up. I get that. I get that he made. He had some rust left on him. I get it. But when you look at the comparison of fighters, and I think that – and he was coming forward, and he was sitting down on his shots, and he was going for a knockout. You could tell yeah, he wanted a knockout, yeah. but he wasn't throwing combinations, at and all. he wasn't going to the body. He went at to the body all. early on in the fight. First few rounds, he went to the body. It was like jab, jab, hook, hook. Yeah, for jab, the rest of the jab. fight, it was all – it was headhunting. <laughs> he wanted he wanted like what he did against Chad Dawson or Shelby Pudwin where he was just like against uh, – Uh, Pudwin, he basically, it was one right hand, one big, beautiful right hand and just laid him out and And went to sleep. uh, Against Chad Dawson, it was left hooks over and over again that was just dropping him in just really eye-catching fashion because Chad Dawson was so much taller, which is fucking timber and like, I feel like he wanted that same like, big headshot that dropped him. It's like, no, go back to the body. He refused to go back to the body. He refused to throw more than two punches at a time and it's like, well, dude, like, you would get him and you would connect with him great but you wouldn't follow up and, that's what made me disappointed
0: in the performance, and it's kind of like you could have done more. And I'm not gonna lie, he hit him with some solid left hooks right to the fucking dome, and the dude just didn't in those see. Those right face. hands too. Like he 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 kind of like go back a little bit, but he was still coming forward. Like his opponent was a tough. Motherfucker. He was definitely
1: like knocking with, f- and a few times you would see. us, bur- uh, uh, not bur- but um. Brands legs buckle a little bit, like, oh, you're getting to him. Yeah. Now, now get on him. Yeah. Follow through. You just didn't. No, you hit that just... good right hand. Follow through with that left hook. That's your best punch is your left hook. Can I... and he wouldn't, but um, a little bit disappointing, but you know whatever. Uh, Kovalev didn't look too great in his last warm up fight against, uh, you know, what's his fuck. <laughs> I want to say EJ Smith. That's not it, but um, oh well we well, are we gonna? We still got there. I think that when they when it's time for them to fight each other in November, they're
0: gonna show they're up. They're gonna
1: be. They're gonna show up in yeah. the the biggest fight of their careers on um, in their minds. And this is the biggest fight in box. Most important. These are the two, like in the top three pound for pound. They're the best in the division. And I do think that it's gonna. They're gonna put on a little bit more of a show. Is Ward the favorite? It's pretty fucking 50 right now. It should right be close, yeah. It because be like cuz like, you know, Sergey Kovlev showed some chinks in his armor in his last fight. So we're like, oh well, someone who was boxing him gave him trouble. So maybe, you know, Ward, and then Ward looked like this in his fight, and so everyone's like, "Ah, Kovalev. And so but Anyways, we're getting off track. We're going I'm going on November 2nd, you're going to get a real preview for that fight. We're going to dive in, spend a lot of time previewing that fight. Break, I'm going to break everything down, backstories, records, abilities, weaknesses, strengths, all that.
0: But that's on November 2nd. What's happening August 20th, Saturday, which is next which is going to be the Saturday that you guys are listening to it is UFC two oh motherfucking 2, bitches. We have been excited for Diaz and McGregor ever since McGregor got his ass choked the fuck out from (laughs) Diaz. Which we reviewed on this podcast. But first, before I review that, it is a decent card, so I just want to talk about a couple more fights, and then I'll review that, and I'll try to make it as fast as I can, because... It's a pay-per-view, and if you're not into the UFC, then you're simply not going to get it because it's a pay-per-view. And so you'll see, and you'll be scrolling on your Facebook feed, and you're going to be seeing knockouts. Here's where you're going to be seeing a knockout. You're going to be seeing a knockout. <laughs> there's going to be there's this match between um, Neil Magny and Lorenz Larkin. They're both at 170, and they're hitters. They're both strikers. Larkin loves to throw hooks. Magny loves to throw kicks. So it's stylistically, the striker or the like the boxer type guy is going to have a harder time because the kickboxer is kicking him. That's going to end in fireworks. I'm going to go with Larkin. I'm going to go Larkin round two. Knockout. Don't know if that's going to happen, but it might. Don't shit out. Don't shit out. But the problem is is this is on Fight Pass. So Fight Pass is UFC's online service. And literally only the hardcore MMA fan fans have that so no one's going to see the results of that fight unless it's a knockout so that's why i'm hoping it's a knockout so then they can get some exposure for whoever wins next on the prelim card which everybody can watch which is on fox sports one so if you have cable you can watch it we got rachel pennington versus this girl phillips now this girl phillips i can't remember her first name because i'm not a hardcore girl mma fan i'm getting there i'm slowly working my way into it i had to like kind of like I had to fall in love with it because what I saw in women's MMA was Ronda Rousey tossing everyone around, and I was kind of like, "Well, that's not really it." But then, ever since Ronda's gone, it's really formed. You know, you got some great women in there. So, Pennington and Phillips is going to be a really good match because Pennington's on this on this rise right now. She's at like two or three in a row, and she has the title in her sights. And Phillips is a newcomer, so that's going to be a really good fight. But the main card or the main fight on this prelims card is Cody Gabrant, Garbrandt. Cody. No love. Garbrandt. <laughs> oh, Such yeah. a stupid nickname. But, I must admit, he's one of my favorites because he's from where? Sacramento. He's oh, from sure. fucking <laughs> Alpha Team and he trains with Uriah Faber and that whole crew and I really like that crew. They're just right over the hill. I gotta show some love for my West Coast peeps. We got Cody Garbrandt who just is coming off a first round knockout against uh, kind of what's known as like a journeyman and um, I can't remember his first name because it's like Sezero or some shit like that. But his last name is Mizugaki. The problem is Mizugaki got his ass knocked out by the current champ, Dominic Cruz, about eight months or so ago. And this is his first fight back. And Cody's coming off of a knockout. I see a first-round knockout for Cody. But Mizugaki has been in the game for a long time. So he might come out with something kind of crazy. So far, we haven't seen Cody really go to the ground. So we haven't seen his ground game. He's still a new fighter. He's like 8-1 and one or something right now. He's still come up climbing the ranks. And uh, so Mizugaki might be able to take him down. I'm just not entirely sure. I don't know what Cody's ground game is like. So that's going to be a really great fight. I... Recommend you all to tune it in. If anything, just for those those two fights, you get to see a woman fight, then you get to see a man fight. Both of them are in you like. You see the a top... woman fight a man. It's great. <laughs> They're both are in like the top ten. It's gonna be really good fights. And then you got the main card of UFC 202. Now people were saying it's gonna be better than UFC 200. That's not gonna be hard because UFC 200 on paper looked magic and it just flopped hard fucking core. So, I mean the card's not any better, but. The matchups are more spectacular, whereas the matchups for UFC 200 were more technical. These ones are a lot more like you're probably going to get a knockout or two. I'm not going to go over the whole card just because there's a lot of fights and I could fucking sit here and bore you guys for fucking days. But I do want to do the Donald Cerrone versus... Rick Story, that's going to be a great fucking fight because you have Don Cerrone, someone who's great at Muay Thai, he's great at boxing, he's great at kickboxing, and he's also great off of his back. He's a true and complete rounded MMA fighter. The problem is his body just cannot take a lot of punishment. He fought for the belt about three months ago, and one roundhouse kick to the kidney sent him to the mat. And he was done. you know, So he's so. like a bit of a glass cannon? But not his chin. Like, you can hit this motherfucker in the chin. It's, his body is just... He drinks mm. too much Budweiser. That's what it is. He's known as <laughs> Cowboy Cerrone. And he's like, I'll drink Budweiser if I want to drink Budweiser. And he drinks Budweiser. And it's known. Like, he said that sometimes he'll drink it six at night. So maybe that could be a thing. Like, he's getting hit in the liver. You know? and and, Those lever shots. You know, that could be a thing. And so, that's where I'm kind of scared because Rick Story is a great, great, great boxer. He wasn't in boxing, or I think he was an amateur boxer. He didn't actually do professional. But for MMA terms, he's a really good boxer in the MMA world. And he's got... Nasty body hooks. So this is going to oh, be a really oh interesting God. fight because Cerrone is going to need to be dodging those hooks. But if he gets in that range and Story hits him with the hook, Cerrone can catch him with an elbow to the fucking face. So it's kind of like who's tougher. And so that's going to be a really fucking fun fight. I'm predicting it does not like, go to a decision. That's going. it's to difficult be in MMA to get, to get
1: like on the inside and throw body shots because once you get on the inside, the opponent usually
0: will... You know, take you to the ground. Or he'll, he'll clinch you or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to get those body shots, but Story's really good at it. Next, we got the co main event. It's in light heavyweight. That's 205 for MMA. And you got Rumble Johnson, who is easily pound for pound the hardest hitter in the UFC right now. Hardest hitter, one hitter, quitter. Him or Mark Hunt? It's between those two. And then he's going against Glover Texera. Glover Texera is coming off a three win streak he was in line for the title but john jones and dc and that whole thing fucking happened and then it didn't happen and then it was off and it was on and so they scheduled him for a fight even though he should have been fighting dc but john jones happened to get reinstated when him and dc had their like match set up and they said well john jones gets the match because it's john jones and they were like okay so glover got pushed who? to this guard john jones who John Jones, Jones. I, I got it. I got it. Oh, I It's got not it. funny because it's John Jones, okay? But no, it's funny. Who are uh, taking dude, a Mike Jones? Yeah, yeah. That that's, why, that's,
1: that's why it wasn't funny.
0: <laughs> Two-way it it was funnier that I asked him who and he repeated it like honestly. I did. John Jones. <laughs> and then I said who and then he got it like fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Um, But this is going to be a great fight because you have Rumble Johnson, that's his nickname, who comes out and then in the first round is a monster. Most people cannot make it out of the first round. So I predict if Glover can make it out of the first round, Glover wins by decision. Or Rampage is going to knock his ass out. It's one or the other. Or I'm sorry, Rumble. I, I don't know why I called him Rampage just now. And then, of course, you have the main event, which is Diaz and McGregor. All right. If you're a betting man and you like money... <laughs> <laughs> you put it on Diaz, just because Diaz won the first one, and the odds opened up, and Connor is a hundred and fifty point favorite, which I don't understand how you're gonna give him the favorite when he lost when last match. just last fucking it's lost because
1: everyone, they know people are people are gonna bet on him. That's yeah, the thing. That's you know, what it is exactly. People are gonna, bet on people him are gonna people go because go the fair, just, All they're gonna think about is. Well, uh, he was coming up in weight, and he wasn't prepared for Diaz, ignoring the fact that, well, Diaz wasn't even preparing to fight. (laughs) Eleven days, bro. He was
0: literally on the beach drinking margaritas, and the UFC called him. He's like, yeah, I'll come beat that fool's ass. Ten days he had. Came, got his— Okay, wait, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. The way McGregor wins this fight is if he fights smart. I don't think he's going to fight smart. I think he's too arrogant and he's too fucking cocky and he's going to go in there and he's going to try to fucking box Diaz and he's going to run out of steam and Diaz is going to do the same fucking thing. But I'm not saying it's not possible. McGregor can totally win this fucking fight if he comes out and fights how he needs to fight it. When he fought Chad Mendez, he came out and he threw three fucking spinning roundhouse body kicks to Chad Mendez's abdomen and you could see within the first fucking round at about... Three minutes in, Chad Mendes was gassed. He was tired because he kept taking those fucking body shots forever. Cool. The and then he couldn't close the distance. And then he couldn't really box. And so he was trying to take him down. He was using more energy. And Connor wasn't using any energy when he was getting taken down. He was just getting taken down. And Chad Mendes wasn't really doing anything. So anyways, if Connor comes in there and he kicks Nate... Connor has an easy chance of winning. Nate does not check kicks. He will take the kick and throw a counter right hook. He'll be like, oh, you're going to hit my leg? Well, I'm going to throw. I'm going to punch you in the face. So he'll take those leg kicks in an, in an attempt to knock you out. But McGregor, I just don't feel like when he's throwing those kicks, will get knocked out. He's really good at positioning himself when he's throwing punches. He's good at Avoiding it when he's throwing, but when he's getting punched at and he's trying to roll and whatnot, he's kind of shitty at rolling. He's not Mm -hmm. good at rolling with the punches. He's kind of like a board. He's an an offensive come-forward fighter. He doesn't know how to fight off his back. He doesn't know how to fight moving back. And that's what Diaz does is Diaz pushes. So if McGregor's going to win, he has to come out and he has to set the tone from the very fucking start and he has to hit him with kicks in the legs and in the fucking body. Just kick him over and over again for the first two fucking rounds and then come in and you'll use the left and nobody can you take the, the left. left. Yeah, you know, and then I think that was the point because he
1: just came off like... The, one of the most spectacular fucking knockouts in uh, MMA 13 history 13 seconds yeah with that fucking incredible
0: lift <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no one can take so like,
1: he's already like incredibly and he knocked out Chad Mendes with the same fucking And leg. so he's like well this thing is pure fucking dynamite I don't need to worry about anything I'll knock this dude I think now he knows and I think he will
0: be, I, I think he'll come in smarter This is going to be a way better fight I, I think s- it's definitely going to go a lot longer it's going to go at least 4 rounds dude at least I, I don't maybe at the three, at the at the least, like there's no way it's gonna get done. I think two. Diaz
1: still wins it, but it's a longer fight, and uh, Connor is ahead on points, and it just gets you know I think worn Diaz, down and beaten.
0: I think oh. Diaz submits him again, uh, probably yeah. in the fifth round. I would imagine. I think Connor's gonna run out of steam. I think he's gonna come out super controlled. I think Connor's probably gonna win the first two to three fucking rounds. I really do. I want Diaz to, like after like, if Diaz wins to be like. Well, I'm, I'm,
1: I told you. I'm not surprised. My is <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, that so fucking
0: good. And, uh, so if, if McGregor comes out and has a game plan and he actually sticks to the game plan, because I know he has a game plan, but the problem is what I'm seeing on his social media and what he's posting to everybody is him boxing. It's constant and constant boxing, boxing, boxing. He's boxing in Ireland. He's boxing in Scotland. He's boxing in America. He's boxing this top guy. He's boxing this top guy. And these are all guys that are in with the professional boxing realm and all that shit. Why are you trying to box Diaz, who has, has more reach yeah, than you and in, he's right already proved to you that he can take your best shot on 10 days' notice? Now Diaz is going to have an entire fucking camp and he's going to be able to avoid your stupid fucking left hand. If Connor does not use his legs, Connor is but not But he was winning.
1: beating him standing up. I think what he wants to work on is... He's not not using the left to fucking try and knock him out and devastate him, but to keep him honest. Yeah. If you can at least do enough to make sure that Diaz is worried about rolling with the shot, worried about the power. If he can do that enough, he can stifle Diaz's offense and pile up points and win the round. So which what like what you said, he has to do. He has to. He can't go for the knockout. No.
0: Yeah. The problem is, Diaz hit him with a simple one-two. Like, doing barely any <laughs> Which torque. is why he's going to boxing school <laughs> so he doesn't get caught with that same <laughs> shit. But, it, but the thing that I'm saying is they weren't hard punches. So it's like, maybe he's got a little bit of a weak spot on that jaw. And if Diaz just catches him with another one-two and he gets... We'll escaped. find out. Because if that happens again, he now he knows that he can't go to the ground. So we might actually see him get knocked the fuck out because I do not think he's going to allow himself to get submitted again. I do think it'll go to the ground, but I don't think... He's going to be way smarter on the ground. He's not going to do it out of desperation like he did last time and get mounted. It'll be, This is going to be a really, really, really good fight. I really believe so, but I'd pick Diaz 100 times over one. I would pick Diaz. If McGregor wins, good for McGregor, but what's fucked up, this is what's fucked up, is if McGregor wins, the rematch will be in five fucking years. If Diaz loses, or if Diaz wins, the rematch will be at 155 and it'll be after connor defends his belt so it'll be within a year at a different weight because the ufc feeds connor what he wants when connor lost to diaz and then you have all these people at 145 being like all right come back down because we're waiting for you we want the fucking belt you're holding up this entire fucking division right now mcgregor said fuck you 145 i'm fighting nate again and what did the ufc said you sure fucking are that's big money sign that fucking contract (laughs) So you're not allowed to hold up an entire division. If he loses again, the UFC needs, not wants, needs McGregor to win because if McGregor loses, they lost their second fucking star. It takes all that star power, all that shit-talking, all that aura that he had about him, and it completely crushes it, now, yeah, he might still go back to 145 and win, but the draw is just not gonna be there, people are gonna be like, oh, McGregor, whatever, he lost to Diaz twice, No, they're still gonna watch, because McGregor talks great shit, but at the same, it's just not gonna, like, no, this. No, it's no. not there anymore, just like how Ronda right now, like, everyone's like, oh, is Ronda coming back, Ronda probably ain't gonna come back, because she got her ass knocked the fuck yeah. out, like, star power gone, you know, so... That's the UFC talk. I wish I had some Bellator events. I wish I had some ONE FC events. I wish I had another promotion to talk about, but I don't because UFC just dominates the whole fucking thing. So there it is. Bet Diaz all fucking day. We're gonna take it from there. A little bit of fight talk over to. Uh, we're gonna. We all went and saw Suicide Squad this week. Yes, sure. of course we had to. Adney forced us.
1: <laughs> don't do a podcast with me
0: unless you're going to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a contingency plan for when I want to go see movies. <laughs> you know way to get out of it. Apparently, well, I'm not. Being you're not. <laughs> you're a problem. <laughs> um, so I no, would. my contingency plans always go out the window as soon as Adney buys the fucking ticket. I'm, I'm obligated to go. <laughs> so what really pissed me off about the movie, which it wasn't in the movie but in the trailer, um, I did definitely notice that the director, it might have been Jared Leto himself, he actually stole dialogue from Chris's life. Chris used to bang this girl Rachel back in the day, and the dialogue that he stole was... I can't wait to show you all my toys. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a problem so with that. Stupid. I had a problem with that. Okay. Uh, no, but Joker Joker she was the one that wanted to all show all the toys. Yeah, she is saying. the Joker in this She's situation. She's the Joker. Yeah. I can't wait to show Chris all of my toys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. And then you have Sparkle, who's like, I can't wait to peg Chris.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad did come out. It ah, happened. Ah, 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 don't ah, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> wait, hold on. I
0: just got one question. Do you? Are you with the hype with the review? Okay, are you against okay, the hype? Okay, we should do a non
1: spoiler review for a few seconds. Non spoilers, no spoilers okay. for the next few seconds. Okay. Uh, in short, I dug the movie. I dug it too. I liked it more than Batman v Superman. Yeah, I, I didn't agree too. with that. I, it was I did a, too. Yep. I thought it was a better movie. It was more accessible than that movie and more people are going to like it, I think. And I definitely suggest you, the people, go see it. And that's it for
0: non-spoilers. Now we got spoilers spoilers in five, four, (laughs) Three, two, one. Batman dies. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a Superman a dies. Oak. Batman dies. Everyone no, dies. Batman dies, but it's obviously it's in a. Uh... It's a death of Batman story. <laughs> but it's in. But it's in his. Dark own side head. shows up. Yeah. It's this whole thing. It, it's in fucking. It's in his own head. So I mean, Batman does. And then die. the Flash yes. comes, and then you get the Joker, who's really Bruce Wayne's mom, and then you're like, oh shit. Everybody, everybody comes back, and then fucking Tony Stark shows up out of nowhere, and you're like, what the fuck? You're not in this DC movie. That's and marvel, you find out that Thanos got the rest of the Infinity
1: Gauntlets and warped time and space so now the two Blended universes the are universe. converging and now
0: that's what's doing that. And, and Thanos then, is like, no, I'm Zeus and now. Thanos bitches. is like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> in this fucking shit. Anyways,
1: well, uh, to the thing.
0: Clerks, 90 movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting it again. <laughs> um, I don't
1: know. I uh, did you guys want to, I think we should start um, with the shit we didn't like again. Oh, man. Is like we be did fun. before. I like okay. the shit we didn't like. The it's shit fun. we... I
0: like the shit we <laughs> did The shit don't... that I didn't like was the dialogue. Like, almost every single word of dialogue. <laughs> I, I kind of like, dug some of the dialogue. But some, some, some of the things... dialogue got me, no, but there
1: was like the most cheesiest...
0: No, the delivery of the dialogue, of some of the dialogue scenes. That I mean, that the as well, it's... but the dialogue itself too, like, come on. Some of it was a little... Che- yes. Like, yes. like the, the one part that we're all thinking of right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got the ending and he throws the fucking we walk, bomb. Yeah, we went it. No, we're not. Oh, hey, yo, <laughs> it's, it's the same,
1: yeah, it's
0: the
1: same, same
0: <laughs> fucking ending. Shut up. It's the same movie. It's <laughs> the same movie. If you've seen X Men, you don't need to see Suicide <laughs> Squad. It was when fucking Rick.
1: Yeah, it was when Rick Flag basically in the mud, like, like Rick so Flair A thing is <laughs> happening, and Rick Flag, like, gra- in a wide shot too, grabs Will Smith Deadshot's shoulder and goes. Deadshot! Now's our chance! Is <laughs> this fucking Power Rangers? a <laughs> quote <radical.
0: laughs> from fucking. Oh god damn it, what the fuck is the movie? Was that a fucking orgasmo quote? It's like so that's instantly what I thought of. Like silly. We gotta get our orgasmo right. Now. Like, like, <laughs> but it worked in orgasmo because hey, they made it made sense. Like, it hey Deadshot, now's our chance. <laughs> like,
1: like that's <laughs> what it but was. To orgasmo be. was satirical, and this was just yeah. like earnest.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, this is basically like the DC's answer to. Do it Guard- dead now, chat. you to hot. <laughs> it's basically like Guardians of the Galaxy, although you know. Wait, the Suicide Squad the comic comics is the worst. Uh, the comic is older for Suicide Squad, I believe, and so the Suicide Squad comic is obviously a million times better. Um, but when it comes to the actual movies, I think like, like um, Suicide Squad fell a little bit short. Of that, and I know it kind of sucks to compare the two. Everyone's always comparing the DC movies to the Marvel movies, and that gets irritating. But hey, well, you TV can't be The books, books of but Game you of can't, yeah, you can't fucking, the- fucking help it. That's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, these source they, material. They both they steal from each other so much in the comics that they, everything is so similar. When you
0: see something so she I feel like if there was only like some great source material, they could have like, uh, found uh, and went off of, and like that's what yeah, I don't get. Um, if you uh, have if you have something that's such a sweet spot. It's like they take the concept, but they're trying to make it their own, which I get. It's fine. You want to be a director. You want to make things your own. I get it, but you don't fuck up what makes it good. What makes the fucking. I, fuck don't, good. I
1: don't think. I don't, look, when it comes to Suicide Squad, I don't think they fucked up what makes Suicide Squad the Suicide Squad. Um, it's not. That's not the problem. The problem is, I think they got the characters pretty well um the overall theme of it pretty well it's just like when while they were executing it like chris said the dialogue is really shoddy a lot of places the villain was kind of was hollow and there wasn't a lot to it um my biggest problem with the film ended up being the the main villain enchantress which she wasn't she was only like half of the main villains so like okay so i knew enchantress was going to be the villain of this movie and uh, I was really excited because I saw those first image. We all saw those first images of her. All she was like, it looked like she, there was a constant cloud of ash kind of surrounding her. And like, oh, this is gonna be kind of awesome to see. This is gonna be the main villain. Finally, a fucking a woman villain. That's kind of interesting. But they really kind of like si- real life. <laughs> <laughs> and she is kind of a succubus. Does so that make sense? Um, but this, they fucking changed her costume as soon as they could. They first off, they kept changing her back to June Moon, which is basically Cara Delevingne in a pantsuit, and then they made you're her
0: fucking in deep right now because yeah, I have, we have no, no idea, idea what you fuck just that said. Is.
1: All this is stuff that's in the movie. You <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this only, is not deep cuts. <laughs> you know, this is all shit. If you were just paying attention,
0: I was paying attention. Apparently not, because her name is June Moon. It says so several times. Okay, you're right. But she's two different people. Like they made it a distinction that she was she's two different but she's a people. Witch, but she's yeah, yeah like, The God witches yeah. over here. They made
1: then, it. they made it very fucking clear that uh, she was an archaeologist who got possessed by a witch, and now whenever she says the word enchantress, she becomes. This possessed being, and she and has she no just, control of herself. Yeah, and I thought the transfer, the first transformation that we got was really fucking cool. I thought it was sweet. I was expecting more of that. The first, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it the was first sweet. Was yeah, like how they
0: introduced it. For what sure. we
1: ended up getting from Enchantress was this stupid fucking constant, like, she belly danced through the entire movie.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> made me so. Fucking mask. And it was you so no it idea. was so
1: CGI. What heavy. are you gonna
0: do, man? <laughs> like she was like
1: dodging bullets. Dude, she was at like Burning Man high on ecstasy. She just was, like oh. she looked no, she looked like the mask. Remember? Jim Carrey in the mask when the he's getting shot at, at the at the club. He's all woo woo woo, <laughs> woo just dodging the bullets. So it was making me hella fucking mad. It's like, it, like, how am I gonna take you seriously as a villain if you are literally belly dancing? She was belly dancing. She was trying dude. to pull
0: the one. She was more Keanu, dude. She was like a <laughs> like, dog. And then, him. like, her
1: brother, like, is, is just this giant CGI mess. And every time you see him, you're just kind of like, oh, that looks dumb. Which, I have- he looked, He looked like the Destroyer from the first Thor movie. He looked very much like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it may- reminded me of that. And I was like, this is really annoying and stupid. I'm not going to lie. And he but- became such a fucking sidekick, like yeah. Bane and Batman and Robin. And it was just like, oh, this is disappointing. And it was really. Like people and a lot of these feminist groups were mad about Harley Quinn and saying, "You're over sexualizing her," which I've gotta agree with her when it comes to her costume anyways. yeah. Whatever. Um, she
0: could have put on the other costume and she would have been just as great I like we're gonna, re-
1: I'm gonna get to Harley <laughs> Quinn in a minute I got a whole lot to say about that but the thing is they were mad about Harley Quinn and like the sex like you did a sexist version of Harley Quinn it's like they toned that down like there was no physical or emotional abuse from the Joker like there is in the original source material that the genius Paul Dini wrote about like Paul Dini when he wrote that relationship between the Joker and Harley it's meant to be a cautionary tale it's meant to be this horrific relationship that you're supposed to feel so bad about and so horrible about like this fucking poor woman what she's going through this is horrible and she's weak and she needs to be she there's there's something in her and you hope that one day she'll get strong enough to fight back that's what Harley Quinn's character is and they just kind of sidetracked all that to make Joker not even abusive and it's like oh well they like did a less less sexist version of her but meanwhile Enchantress is in a bikini
0: belly dancing for two
1: hours and it was
0: so dumb Fucking doing the I'm not gonna lie joke. though um, for me personally I didn't feel that her brother's uh, CGI was that tacky personally it, it wasn't that personally. bad what pissed me off about the okay, so I, I, I agree with you with the whole sidekick what, thing I honestly like that, what felt, the fuck like, he was so much more powerful I thought was gonna be a big part when you hear his voice I thought he was gonna be the guy
1: right when you heard his voice mm-hmm. he was the guy, right? guy he was the villain he wasn't the
0: guy Yeah. And yeah. not <laughs> he wasn't the guy
1: she's like brother help me and like is he stronger but then he just gets you know your Bane and Batman and Robin, yeah, exactly. he's like
0: your little slaves. So well, you,
1: you have no more lines of dialogue. You're just going to be this big muscle.
0: I totally thought so. Going back to actually X Men, I totally thought what the director was trying to pull with your two main antagonists was totally like uh, Apocalypse. It's totally seemed like an Apocalypse character of like they have all this fucking power and they're from the Middle East and like all this shit for some weird reason. They're from South just,
1: America, but okay.
0: <laughs> From <laughs> South from South America? Her her little head thing maybe seem made it seem like oh maybe they were Mayan or some shit. Were they mine? I don't know where they Well, like, the, it showed like they at? were in,
1: like, the fucking rainforest or something when okay. she found the cave.
0: Well, they're not from the United States, Addie, so it don't matter. So, <laughs> <Nah>. No. No. <so, laughs> America. No. Um, s- seriously, though, I was like, that. I was like, yeah, is this kind of like an apocalypse character where she can control everything? Could she, like, fuck with matter? Like, what is her. What's a power? Is what no, I, was power. I was trying to figure her out. Her power is fucking. She's a Nightcrawler, bro. Well, now, what really pissed me off she about. She can
1: teleport, and she doesn't use that when she's fighting yeah, that much.
0: Which, which, obviously, for the the sake of the movie, for the sake of the characters, you can't have them die. So what really pissed me off, though, is the fact that her brother, when he first became this like electrical entity, this fucking like force of nature. In the railway area, he's, like, smashing through everything. He fucking reaches his arm out, his electrical fucking long tentacle arm, and he just, one sweep, destroys everybody underground. But now when it came to the Suicide Squad, he's punching people and mm. fucking, like, barely hitting them with the shit. He could have taken his arms and just fucked the whole place up. Why didn't he do that? Oh, because it doesn't move the story along. You can't introduce a character that can do so much. I think much. part of it is the fact
1: like he did have to give up half his power to his sister.
0: Oh, that, yes, that's exactly. in
1: dialogue. Yeah, it is um, in dialogue. She's like, Give but at the some same time, powers. I feel like he
0: could have tried a little harder. Yeah,
1: you know, to what win about, the
0: fight. And what also pissed me off is you have these beasts, these these uh, characters that are getting taken by enchantress, mortal men or fucking women that are being taken and put into this like fucking weird storm, and then making her. She, no, she, made, she
1: uses her powers and she like kisses them and morphs them, yeah. and changes them into monsters. In sea
0: stacks. She's making sea yeah, stacks. She's making sea <laughs> stacks. Yeah. She's making stacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she yeah. makes much sea stacks. Okay, and these sea stacks. When they first see him, they're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Everyone kind of stops in their tracks. And then they're fucking shooting at these guys. Bam, bam, bam. And they're still coming at them. They're like these almost like super zombies sort of things. It's almost like it reminds me a little bit of uh, World War Z. It was like that type of zombie. They're fast. they move. Bullets can't fucking, bullets can't touch them. But then when it comes to Harley Quinn getting attacked her baseball bat is just able to uh, fuck them up. Dumb. That, yeah, yeah, No, yeah, yeah, but it was really... only to fuck some of them up. And that's, then other ones didn't fuck up at I'm all. Saying. Yeah, that's what yeah, really yeah. bothered me when it... When it... When it fell onto her, no, pole. no, no. In, that, in that, in that, yeah, in the, like this, bad. in three
1: seconds, and this is what we got. Sure, in three seconds, what we got is this: four of them grab Rick Flagg. Rick Flag is shooting two of them, shoots one, shoots the other, shoots one, shoots it like the same two guys. He's shooting both of them over and over again. And it's not doing anything. Then Harley walks over and whacks two of the guys with their bat a couple of times, and they're
0: dead. That made no fucking sense. Exactly, and that's what really upset me because I was watching. Because it shows this. Same... Have some fucking consistency with your villains, exactly. dude. Exactly, <laughs> because the scene showed this specifically. The scene gave us this, and it said in dialogue. The scene gave us. It went slow motion when they start running at him at first. It's fucking hundreds of bullets dropping, and yet the guys are still running at them and running at them. And this gives the fucking audience a sense of like, oh, she anxiety. Oh shit. Um, are they gonna attack them? Like, what's going on? These guys aren't being taken. How the by fuck bullets. do you kill these things? Exactly. And it's slow mo right there, it's slowed down so that the bullets are dropping. So you see this, you feel this, and then once they come at them, they're getting they're getting their ass kicked by the suicide squad super fucking easy. That yeah, like really they're, they're is, and and the I, though, like, I think
1: they're immune to bullets, but their their kryptonite, if you will, is basically a hundred and thirty pound girl in high heels. whoa. whoa wait, whoa, wait, whoa. wait, wait, hold on. You said they're <laughs> on top No, yeah, they're, they're not. not.
0: What? It was a fucking. It joke. was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> Sorry, we're reviewing it. I fucking the joke flew over my head. My apologies, <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, that was that was
1: actually pretty dumb. Like there was no consistency in how you kill those things, and it was that, yeah. that was like, I, and that's the thing is like you didn't have to make tone them down for half a second so Harley could kill one. All you had to do was give Harley better weapons, make her not just have a revolver and a bat. Seriously. That's. Dumb. So Give her something fucking better. Like it would have been funny. To, I would have like,
0: liked her with that mallet. If she, yeah, if and she, if there was like something on the end of it. If that, she opened, like, Joker it been, did
1: something to her, or something. It would have been great if she opens up. Like she opens that up was her bad. little box, and inside it is a like, some insane weapon. Maybe she has a fucking grenade launcher that she decked out to look all cool. She's like, yeah, this will fuck some things up. And maybe she has a bunch of explosives that she throws and shit like maybe that.
0: Maybe it's a. A rocket launcher and a machine gun all in one so she can pop niggas and then shoot the big guys. It's because it's over time. the top. Like we like <laughs> said, it, it, it's like. The
1: bat was like, the bat, like it looked interesting and it was like every now and then it's cool to see her hit somebody with a bat, but it's a fucking bat. The like,
0: mallet would have been so much sick. Like even, they even showed the mallet. I was like, oh, she's going to use the mallet and then she picks the bat. Like, why would you I pick don't, the I bat? I don't think she. The mallet would have broke pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Never! Super, super thin. No, yeah. the Joker used his powers on it because Joker obviously has powers because he uh-huh. can just keep living, uh, living and living uh-huh. over and over. Again. <laughs> yeah yeah because he's the joker he um, never dies and but they also first like, of all wait going back oh wait, we're not talking about Hollywood. okay i want um, to talk about yeah it. i just i also <laughs> want to say what i really did have a problem with i felt like just the plot was kind of hollow like it was like kind of hollow it was a little bit once you figured out what they were doing and why they were going there and all this it's like like really this was made in a movie like there was no real big thing it's like why first off was enchantress like there okay so i understand her brother nancy that comes no wait here. hold on before we get to that how the fuck can this bitch stab this bitch's heart a million fucking times and then she just doesn't die like like what more should she have done to the heart as she the black woman i can't remember her name is stabbing Amanda it Waller. and she's like oh i need power but this was after she already stabbed it it's like if someone gets stabbed in the heart that many times i'm sorry but you're dead i'm
1: sorry but it was it, like, <sighs> and I, even
0: even if it was just with a pencil it was like six times but
1: her brother <laughs> right, anyway her brother ahead. did help and all that
0: stuff but at the what same time like so, so wait what i so i had a problem with so the plot was basically okay her brother is this entity and they need to send enchantress in there to defeat her brother okay that's not like that, that was that, well that's why that's he she goes into the sewage system when he becomes oh in the beginning this yeah. Thing, yeah. So that was like the whole thing, right? Why was the Suicide Squad created to stop what? To stop her brother? Anything? No, to stop anything and no, everything. No, it was to stop anything. But they didn't. Amanda Waller. Yeah, that Amanda Waller. that, that Wa- stupid fucking little fucking voodoo thing had her brother
1: in. Yeah, Amanda Waller was building the team. Enchantress was part of the team. It was just in case. It was we don't have a objective yet, but it's going to come. We need to have and these Chantress guys is ready. So ancient we,
0: that she knew more secrets than Amanda Waller did, and, and then, she knew that her fucking brother. And was she knew, yeah, there. and uh,
1: of course then that happened. So like, all right small test we'll just send an actual squad and one of these metahumans we'll only send a chantress, and then shit popped off and Shigaka's like oh we gotta call in the rest of these fucking ragtag team of fucking so and so they're so
0: fucking ragtag yeah? <laughs> I mean, seriously you didn't tell me he had a daughter <laughs> you didn't say he had a daughter and she writes him every day you didn't say that to me god damn it you guys know so that so fucking ragtag uh, but, uh, but oh was... my god they have an abused girl they're so ragtag they're gonna win they're gonna win <laughs> I'm sorry, but the entire first... I think it was the first scene where she's sitting there at the dinner with the higher-ups or whatever... The entire dialogue is just so, like, it's like, obviously you're going to say all of this. Like, you couldn't have done it in a little bit of a different way. Like, she's like, boom, and she slaps down the binder. Typical. You slap down a binder that it says top secret on it, and then you open it. Open and it up, all the fucking, Yeah, and then Look I was inside, all, she's bro. like, but you don't know. Here, let me tell you about this guy. I mean, like yeah, it, was, cool. it was an old,
1: it was one of those really old movie tricks where it's like, we have a bunch of characters to introduce. Um, we don't want to do some really clunky narrative, so what we're gonna do is have one of the characters in the movie explain, explain, in dialogue, all in a row. Well, here's the backstories of all these guys. We're getting these guys together,
0: and
1: and like it usually works. It works. It does work, but it could have been done in a more like creative way to be like, like Chris said, like the dialogue was so basic. It was just so standardized. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was something new just yet. The movie as a whole felt like something different it did and it's very different from anything DC has ever done and I do like it and everything, like I said but a lot of it seemed like uh, kind of by the numbers yeah at points
0: uh, for those that the alcoholic has to doesn't know um, whenever we do Marvel talk whenever he's like oh we're gonna do Batman or Marvel talk like, he brings out a binder full of characters <laughs> Drops it on the table, and he's like, well, what's this? We open it up, and he goes, oh, you don't know that character? Well, sit yourself down, play a pimp. So I'm going <laughs> to explain that But see, the problem first is, first off, he's his own mom. But okay? see, the better Second thing of Adney is, Adney from from doesn't this actually universe, okay? the his folder. Universe has six nuggets, okay? On those nuggets, each nugget. <laughs> but you're actually proving my point, because Adney did that same thing, but he does it without that stupid folder. He does it without the stupid cliche of yeah. doing it. You know? Oh, you need a folder? That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, real, real, real cute, Amanda. You need a phone. But there oh. was something I must admit. Um, Adney was really excited about Amanda Wheeler the whole time, and it made me enjoy her character more <laughs> because of Adnie. <laughs> Until oh, yeah. I finally saw how fucking crazy. Well, you that hate her. Was. Hold on. Same time, First time. of all, that bitch is dead, okay? the Enchantress and her brother or whatever had her hooked up to some shit in the water. And, and then they died. Way before that. She so died the helicopters are the safest things ever. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Helicopters Dude, no, are no yes. safe, bro. Especially in a batch. <laughs> um excuse me, they have
1: roll cages <laughs> and excuse really good airbags. Me. And she was wearing her seatbelt. Like Dude, Except what's funny is Harley wasn't wearing a seatbelt when that helicopter crashed. She was not. They made it clear to show us that she's looking out the window, reverse
0: sitting in her chair. Looking out the way like, oh, look at the pretty lights. Bleah. Fucking so – have you seen Black Hawk Down? Nobody's surviving <laughs> that shit, all right? That's some bullshit. That's what really – I kept saying, is anybody going to die in these helicopter crashes? Nobody died in helicopter crashes. It's they like, all had no, fun he's up. in a helicopter. He's going to be fine. They bro. all had fun. They had
1: fun in the crash. Wee. Dude. Also, another thing that kind of bothered – okay, the, uh, the two brown guys die. Thanks, David Ayer. (laughs) Dick. (laughs) Finally, it was the most diverse cast of any comic book movie ever. And you
0: killed... The two brown guys. I didn't but I mean, even come on! That guy that. went out like a gangster. The, Diablo. Jay Hernandez. Diablo yeah, yeah, yeah. He went was the out. Hero. To... Usually it's a white guy who dies. Like, oh, he he sacrificed himself. He's the Jesus. A lot character. of times, the,
1: the black guy has to sacrifice himself oh, okay, so sorry. the white people can have a happy ending.
0: Not too, but but at you. At still least, got that like, Diablo. is my did favorite? Some type of Jesus character, like I'm sacrificing myself for the greater good. But at least you got this guy. A bit. Yeah, I felt like it was
1: unnecessary. Yeah.
0: But uh, he's still the reason the team survived. The first one. was... is, nice I really, I
1: really, really did like Diablo, especially what Jay Hernandez did. I thought he did a great job. Diablo, yeah, he but, did a great job. Um, Slipknot, he had like no dialogue, um, and all they say about him is the man who can climb anything. That is so stupid. Yeah, that's the dumbest introduction to a character ever and it's like the first time he does a thing he gets his head blown off. It was so not, oh yeah, unsatisfying. Yeah, was yeah. So unsatisfying. That was fucking especially for like all like the native american fans who went to go yeah, see yeah. this movie they're like
0: yeah.
1: oh we finally we had, had a had, guy we had a guy and he did nothing with it. We him. had a guy. Yeah, Fuck, we dude. did nothing with it but the you know the five white characters they can they they survived right? Even the one who turned evil and the whole part – it says over – they set off the – they set up the Chekhov's gun over and over again. Which
0: I said to Chris while we were She's back, going yeah, to yeah, – she's
1: going to have to die at the end of it. She's going to have to die. If it gets too bad, you have to choose between us. Yeah, if you have kill to me. choose between us, kill Telling me. Telling Rick yeah. Flag, all over her life, kill me if it means stopping her over and over again. This is set up over and over again. I think the movie is like, no, you have to kill her to end this. That's the only way. And they fucking kill her. But Cara Veen survives. It was such
0: a wait, fucking effect. Wait, 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 wait. Nope, never mind. She's alive, bro. Happy ending. Because she's a pretty white girl, so she gets to fucking live. I thought that was... That really made me mad because I looked at Chris and I was like... I told Chris in the middle of the movie because after she says, if it comes between us, you have to kill us. You have to kill us both, basically. And I told Chris because when they were fighting her, I was like, hey, check off's gun. Flag has to kill her. <laughs> Somebody else was going to kill her, or it was when um, Harley Quinn was going up to fucking kill her. Spoilers, which we already said earlier. Um, and I was so like, spoilers, no, yeah. Harley Quinn can't kill her because Flag has to kill her. That would be a great Chekhov's gun. That's that's his character arc that finishes. That's someone him. That he loves. It's he specifically says the only woman I've ever loved in the middle of the movie. So he has to kind of like sacrifice his own love. For the greater good. It's more than that. He's than, the military guy, so it is for the greater good. Like that's totally part of his fucking character.
1: And it's more than that because the fact of who he is—he's the ultimate soldier. He follows orders no matter what. And that's what I'm. That's and what I'm, and, like, have and here he is, he but he falls know. in love with someone, and it breaks his character. He breaks character. He's no longer this soldier because he's too busy caring about this girl, and he fucks up. This is all his mistake, and he blames himself for this. He should have to pay a price. This is all his fault. You could bring it back to it. You can. You could say it's a the fault. They pulled Breaking Bad. They
0: pulled the Breaking. Bad. It really bad. is.
1: You, you could blame a lot. You could blame most of this on like the reason it blew out of proportion was because of him, because he's too attached to June Moon, and part of that's Amanda Waller's fault because she like planned for them to fall in love she wanted that to happen but this is his fault he should have had to pay a price Amanda Waller doesn't pay prices she's above that shit that's why she's a great like villain kind of person she's an anti-hero sort of she's, like she's it. kind of like that uh that's what's really that's I'm gonna get to her in a minute but I really did love the way Viola, Viola Davis played Amanda Waller I take myself she,
0: she's kind of a badass I thought she thing. fucking
1: I thought she nailed is she, uh, it except is for she, just a couple of things is she black but,
0: in the comic book or no oh yeah yeah Oh okay nice
1: She's much uh, like fatter and like almost bald in the comics, but um. Anyways, yeah, it would have made a lot more sense if he had to clean up his mistake and su- lose something. If he had to kill and lose love of his life and realize this is fu- this this sucks, I think it would have made a lot more impact. But you know what do again? But, but of course, my still my biggest problem is enchantress belly dancing.
0: Dude, that was my most problem. Like I said, they could have made her such a better fucking villain. I got so mad at that. I'm like, why the fuck is she getting it right now? Like people are trying to fuck her up, but she's over here getting it on the dance floor. And
1: why is it in every comic book movie the villain's just creating some kind of bomb to destroy the world? She even said, I'm creating a machine. She was so vague because, like, the writers didn't have an idea of what she was going to do. All you had to do is, like, well, this she's going to take over. She's going to keep – she has the ability to basically turn people into zombies. So basically you're fighting a zombie apocalypse. You're fighting a zombie apocalypse before it takes over the world. You're trying to contain a zombie apocalypse. That's your movie. And you fucking fumbled the ball and made it about... And you made it of, no, a bomb's gonna go off, so you have to stop for this bomb. And that made... It didn't really connect with the character. All you had to do was have her and not change her to this really bright-colored, shining, bikini-clad dancer making her hot again. No, make her the dirty, grungy enchantress and have them fight her like that. And yeah, have her like, like, it would have been a lot Would have been a lot more intense. would have been a lot crazier and just have them like, we have to contain this before it gets out of hand. If we kill her, we can end this. We have to stop her here before she can Spread. Make that the thing. that so having this useless like thunderstorm bomb thing that yeah.
0: made that was dumb. So I thought like, wait, I, I want to see the writers. and like, hold up, listen. I know we said zombies, but check this out. Trash bomb. <laughs> let, me, let me wait. Hold on. <laughs> let me explain. Okay. <laughs> She's sitting there. Hear right? me out. Hear me out. <laughs> like, um, no, but uh, who are, you? <laughs> who are <laughs> you? Who are you?
1: Who are you? No, hear <here laughs> out. Trash circle in the sky. No,
0: her brother's running around. He's doing things. She. Make trash bombs. <laughs> it's like what? Like I feel like what really pisses me off about movies like that when it's like somebody that has absolute fucking power and they're building this magnificent thing. Yes, they do get stopped right before they finish it, but it just it really pisses me off that they show this person making this thing at the beginning and then it doesn't almost get finished or right at the end. It's like hold on, it's almost done. Thirty more minutes, bro. This thing is gonna be fucking boom. Everything's right. gone in 45 minutes, I promise you. You just got to hold your fucking tone, okay? Like, all right, that's let's, what okay, um, like
1: to I want to get into what we liked about the movie now, because we said enough about the movie. Oh, Batman. everything.
0: I like the whole movie. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to go character to character. I think this will be fun, because this is an ensemble piece. That's what Suicide Squad's all about. That's what the original comic was about. That's what the animated movie, the, the cartoons, all of it is about... It's the Dirty Dozen. It's We're going to take these several really horrible people i
0: love that you said that we're gonna take
1: a bunch of horrible people and make them have no choice but we'll use them they have powers they have abilities we'll make them do good that's a great fucking idea and we got some really interesting characters that are part of the suicide squad obviously uh the only like the original suicide squad comic that came out a long ass time ago it had rick flag and deadshot everyone else is different i'm pretty sure not one hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure all that like Harley Quinn didn't get put in the Suicide Squad until like the new Fifty Two reboot and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, because
0: they're like, oh well, let's pick our favorite. Let's like, pick some
1: really cool things that we want intera- to do. Well, let's
0: pick and some interesting I have, and I fucking characters that are like that bad guy, and let's put them all together.
1: No fucking problem with that. Not I thought they all. had a great team. Um, I, th- I okay. Love I want st- to. I want to start. Uh, let's start at the top with Amanda Waller. Um, I loved. I love Davis's performance as Amanda Waller. I thought she nailed it except for two parts, there's two quick parts in this movie where she shows too much emotion, where she seems worried or she seems scared and Am- Amanda Waller does not get scared. She is so she's like the most like effective like LBJ politician there is. Um, and if you really want like a, if you want like another like, cause I, I'm not trying to talk shit about Vi- Viola Davis, but it's just those two, I think it's cause she's too good of an actress, she couldn't help but act in those two moments, they're moments, they're not scenes, they're just moments, yeah. but I thought she nailed it with her effectiveness, her brutality, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. For the greater good. If I have to shoot these people who work for me.
0: Which I was like. What the fuck was that? Without
1: fucking thinking about it. I don't care. I'm not the good guy. Don't. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm not looking for a recognition like you. I want to be in. I want to be secret. Actually. Unlike you Batman. You want to be known as the Batman. (laughs) I'm effective. Whatever it takes. And uh, this hard ass. I'm not afraid of anything. I will get whatever it does. That's Amanda Waller. And uh, if you want. If you want to see some more of Amanda Waller, and this is going to really – it's going to really piss you off. You're going to hate her. I fucking hated her for so long. Um, But you warm up to her after a while because she starts to appreciate the Justice League. But at first, she's kind of like Lex Luthor in that she's like, they're a danger to us. They're basically – if they want to take over the planet, they could. At any moment, we have to prepare for that, like Batman would. So she p- creates a program. That's
0: why you like. You're like, huh? She's definitely more Batman. Yeah, but-
1: dude, she is. But she's just kind of a bitch. <laughs> um, and then, like, in uh, on Netflix, <laughs> like on Netflix right now, they have Justice League, both seasons of Justice League, and both seasons of the Justice League Unlimited, which is a sequel series, and she's uh, in those shows here and there in a few episodes, and it shows her being this badass, not afraid of Batman, the only character in the fucking show that's not, like, Batman will stare, no matter how fucking superpowered you are, if, you, if Batman gives you a stare, you usually back down, all the other characters. You back down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking doesn't, and she knows his identity. She knows everything about him. She knows he's Bruce, we get and she that lets him end. know.
0: We get that at the end of this movie, too.
1: And it was really cool. I thought, I thought uh, Davis fucking nailed it as Amanda Waller. Uh, she was really fucking cool, and I like she's a very
0: interesting character. I didn't, ex- I didn't know anything about her, and I'm like, whoa, this fucking chick is crazy. What the fuck? Because I didn't, ex- I didn't know who she. And was. at the end, when she that moment, she shot everybody, and then Flag and uh, Headshot, is that his name? Headshot. Deadshot. Uh, Deadshot. Flag and Deadshot were like, or Deadshot looks at Flag. Like, God damn, this bitch is crazy. I love how she's, like, like, just eating her steak,
1: like, telling me like, no, we're we're doing this. This is happening. You have no fucking choice. The way she has, like, Enchantress under her thumb in the beginning. At the very end scene, she's talking to uh, Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck, and I was really excited to see, like, holy, I got stuck because I was like, holy shit, we have fucking Bruce Wayne and Amanda Waller at a table together in an abandoned restaurant discussing metahumans. This is the fucking shit. This is so amazing. I'm actually getting to see this in live action. But what bothered me is like it seems like this version of the Batman is not a great detective. He's a detective, mm-hmm. but it's like he gets all his information from either Lex Luthor or Amanda Waller
0: instead of doing it himself, doing his own research and coming yeah. up with like I I thought himself. when I saw
1: the Justice League uh, well, uh tra- wonder- well, yeah. when I saw the Justice League trailer I was like, "Oh, he's oh, he's being a detective now. He's detecting and he's fucking Figuring out, he's tracking all these people down. That's what it is. But then we saw in this cut scene at the end of Suicide Squad. That it wasn't. Oh no, Amanda yeah. Waller did all the work, and now right. she's showing him. That's that, fucking crazy. That fucking bothered me.
0: That's so funny that you did. You said that because I didn't realize. I noticed that. I didn't realize though. You don't think about it. You're just like, oh, Batman's going around. Like I know who you are now. But yeah, like like you Batman's said, going around collecting. Everything. Yeah, because he he saw he's, all not, these
1: he's he's Coach Bombay
0: and Mighty Ducks, but like it's yeah, not. You got to see what they were. When he saw Lex Luthor's computer, or basically what was in Lex. Luthor's yeah. When computer. Lex Luthor figured out everyone's
1: secret identity, because Lex Luthor is the world's greatest detective, which dude, And Batman. Amanda Waller is a close second,
0: and then maybe Bruce I, Wayne. I, I think that they feel like, oh, we can't have Bruce Wayne do too many things. That, that, why? Know? It's like, Batman. Yeah. It's like what? That, that's that's, 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 the, fuck, that's the problem with the directors—they're underselling Batman of mm-hmm. who he is, and that's why you have these true fan, these true fans, like for instance, Kevin Smith, like Annie Bruno that say, like, no, this is the Bat, like you don't understand he does so much more that's what there's, people don't there's get so it's much like more to him and yet you're only giving the audience a taste that's not fair but at the same time if they're interested in this just taste then it is better to go back to the source material and see see actually yeah. who he is
1: that's what and that's the thing is like he's the fucking like grant morrison would say he's the fucking batman he's spent his entire life he's in his, he's <laughs> in his 40s now i mean he's spent all all of his life, not only, not just a martial arts training. Zack Snyder, like he's not just a great martial arts. He doesn't just have gadgets. He's a genius. He studied every fucking. Field. He doesn't have a job. Dude, he's like he shows up to fucking... Uh,
0: you don't have a job, man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you just don't know about it. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that? Voice I work nights. nights. <laughs> I do graveyard shifts I
1: graveyard. all over
0: <laughs> I listen to so many podcasts. And I, you think Batman listens to podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: because sometimes he's on a stakeout just like I'm sitting saying, there. Yeah. He doesn't like to drink coffee, really, because you know sets him off a little bit. But you know. Anyways, i get too excited to start punching people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I start punching the dashboard. <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin the Batmobile. is this your dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People walking animals. You think they stole him or something? Mean? Did you steal this dog? <laughs> why did you say that name? His name Fido Why did you say that? What's so funny is Christian Bale in American Psycho in the book. He just you so see some guy walking with a dog and he murders the guy and his dog. <laughs> Which is kind of like that kind of fits a Batman thing. I don't know. I don't. That doesn't. Matter. No. I don't know why I thought about it. Maybe it's because of that. Because <laughs> you're fucked up. I Anyways, so. um.
1: Yeah, and he spent like he studied like he doesn't have a job, isn't he, he doesn't work nine to five. He has he spends like what an hour and like every month at a board meeting. He does a little bit of TV appearances. He makes himself look like a playboy. Fucking like Mysterion. <laughs> he has like and he sleeps about four hours a fucking night. Like he spends he has so much fucking time and First he had, and he has spent that time for most of his life studying, learning. Fucking psychology, cr- uh, criminal psychology. He's been learning how to do forensics. Hey, He's learning. Resteros he's <laughs>
0: he's learned the <laughs> a
1: million different fields he's learned how to be a detective he's traveled the world learning these incredible skills how to be like an escape artist and all these crazy things he has the resources to do that and that's has been he doesn't go out and have fun this is what's fun to him this isn't a hobby this is all of his life of course he has all these abilities it makes sense if you know, do he it the right the bat. way. he
0: is not Bruce Wayne you've explained He's this. not the, he's not Bruce he's Wayne, not Bruce Wayne. that's the, the mask man <laughs> <laughs> The but, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: anyway so like but that, that's just a small quibble anyways back to the character reviews um we'll do batman because we just talked about Batman. Yeah. i thought they used batman really well because he's I only too. and i'm
0: so happy that was sparingly like sparingly what happened perfect. if they didn't use Ben? that wouldn't make any sense it would
1: have been so dumb because
0: like, i, I could see him doing it though
1: you like, already you already agreed to do a shared universe i just didn't know i didn't realize it was going to be batman is so your most popular character ben. yeah He's the most popular character. He crushed it in Batman v Superman. Christy. It makes all the sense in the world to have him be a part. He's not even like a big pillar, but he is just like this nice... Topping, he's a garnish. You garnish this fucking entree with a little
0: bit of the Batman. Because the movie isn't about Batman. It's not about the hero. It's about it's these just to help you heroes, set up. these people that the, this fucking ragtag fucking crew that you that, that you you love to hate, but you you. But that's what well, we got. Like, well, all this the
1: reason we, we get to see Batman is because uh, in the in the opening scene, we get to see Amanda Waller explaining all these bad guys. Like, okay, here's the here's why this person is important. Well, the reason we got him is because of. Like, the first one, is she does Deadshot, and he goes, how'd you catch him? He's like, we didn't. The bat did. And you get to see a fucking, like, a scene. But that's also something that bugged me is that it wasn't Batman really finding out who Deadshot is and then tracking him down and beating him. It was Amanda Waller figuring it out and Amanda Waller tipping him off. And it was like, how fucking useless is your Batman? He can't detect. Yeah, He's the world's greatest detective. Let him figure one thing out, dude that bothered me but it was still cool to see batman like like cuz you get a really nice scene between will smith who does a terrific job David, with his daughter phenomenal
0: we got to go on next oh, a, yeah, yeah, i'm next.
1: doing yeah, I'm, I'm definitely doing him next but walking through an alleyway with his daughter, and then Batman shows up out of nowhere and fucking grabs him. He goes, "It's over,
0: shit But in his, in, but, but no, he doesn't sound like. His voice is modulated. Yeah, it's <laughs> like
1: they made it very clear that it's a it's a machine that makes his voice all fucked up. But it's still like
0: it's still like I'm going yeah, that yeah. He's and gargling he goes, Marvel stuff. So, I don't. Huh?
1: And he's like, and what's really cool is like in a very Batman
0: I'm thing. Does he need to go home? because you you're dead. <laughs> He's on timeout.
1: Like, <laughs> but a very Batman thing to do, though, is to care about the kid. Like, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter. Like, he gave him a chance. He's like, I got you. I got you dead to rights, dude. But. I got you good, you fucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just fucking come quietly. Don't be a dick. But, of course, Deadshot fights back. And, like, you don't fucking try and fist fight the Batman. <laughs> like, you're dumb. But he tried. He gave it a go. <laughs> it just didn't work out. He and did
0: try. You gotta give it him. We had to
1: see Batman pull out his
0: handcuffs for once ever. Yeah, and it was then, like uh... the first time I've ever seen the back cuffs. And they were <laughs> 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 the fucking,
1: fucking. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's the first time I saw the
1: backups. <laughs> you... Go ahead. No, I want to get some backups for the bedroom. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm talking
0: Seriously, about? Seriously, there's more. And do the voice handcuffs? <laughs> no, baby girl. These are backups. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got you now, poison ivy. <laughs> You're going nowhere. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean poison ivy? <laughs> I'm not gonna do this in front of my cat. <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, put this on. I'm not putting on a red-headed wig for you, Adney. <laughs> just do it. <laughs>
0: Make oh, me, you're never going to
1: leave here again. <laughs> make me some soup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and grilled cheese. Got him in the back shapes.
1: I want a tomato soup, Alfred.
0: <laughs> get
1: grill me a cheese.
0: <laughs> grill. <laughs> grill to me. <laughs> grill a cheese. Oh, that's stupid.
1: Sorry, sorry.
0: Oh, Let's get back. <laughs>
1: Let's get back. <laughs> Do we see him again. When uh, taking down uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn, which uh, I got to say that car scene didn't like it much. Um, I don't know, man. It just – it just them driving around in that car just didn't feel like, like Harley Joker? and Joker to me. Yeah. It felt out of place a little bit. But it was cool to see the Batman jump on the car and her to grab a gun and shoot at it and say, You're ruining date night. That was Harley Quinn. But bef- up until that point, it felt – Weird to me. I I can't really explain why. I just felt like, what well, is this fucking Fast and the Furious like with this fucking neon? What are you doing? That and, dialogue like, is
0: this is awesome. Like, the
1: di- I didn't like the dialogue no, between her.
0: her saying that before date oh. that, night. That's really before cool.
1: that part. I didn't like the fucking the batsy batsy
0: batsy or like the fucking like I. I hate. I, I agree with you, Annie. Because they gave the writers gave her like specific lines to say that the camera will push up in on her, and they're trying to make it super dynamic. Where I feel as though if they would have just let her play throughout a scene, it would have been way more impactful. It would have meant way much more rather than having this be like this five second shot where they're zooming you in, and this, then she this has, this has to pop important. around and, and flip her little pigtails and be like, "Come on, guys." I do have some. We'll get. other stuff about. Oh, we'll, get, we'll get more of Harley Quinn later. But like, I'm fucked up, no. right? No. Now, it was cool as cool as I'm doing my like fantasy draft right. Like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm you know, sorry, guys. I'm. I'm but sorry. anyways, people are not gonna listen. If you see anyways, he, he fucks <laughs>
1: up. He fucks up the car, sends it off a pier, and then, like a badass, jumps into the like water. Like a water. Bad, badass, <laughs> Andy, <laughs> with his fucking rebreather on, just like that sweet dive move, because he's the bad man. Because he went to darn school too. He's a badass. He did that too. Andy. He went. To, he learned dive. <laughs> when the Lamborghini is on the bottom of uh the fucking like the little shore there, the Joker's gone. And that's very Joker-esque to just always, like, you think he's dead, but he's just disappeared somewhere. He's very slick like that, and it's cool. But we see fucking Harley hanging
0: out just like, what the fuck? And he ditches Harley, which is t- super joker. That is very Fuck joker. you. And then it's Batman... Like, I can run
1: faster, so I win. <laughs> grabs her fucking hair, then she wakes... Uh, like, gra- grabs her, but she fucking wakes up and slashes at him with a fucking knife. And Batman, being that the hammer of justice is unisex, just fucking knocks her one and just drop, knocks her out. And then fucking... Brings her up, sends her to fucking Arkham. Bitch, go over there. Uh, that was cool. So we did get to see some really cool Batman things in the beginning of him in action as the Batman. I wish they would do a better job of the detective part, of course. But still, we get to see some cool Batman. Uh, next is Deadshot. Deadshot. Fuck, and yeah. Will Smith killed, yeah. killed
0: it. Fucking killed. murdered it, bro. I,
1: I was I, worried.
0: Uh... When I first heard that Will
1: Smith was going to be Deadshot, I was worried because I well, Will Smith? But he's so charming and always yeah. the good guy. I can't possibly he's see He's the black Tom Hanks. <laughs> he is seriously. I, I can't he has so many douchebag points. Dude, I can't see Will Smith ever like, I couldn't never see Will Smith being a bad guy. I was like, I can't see that. Like he's he's Will Smith! He's so lovable. How could you fucking hate make <laughs> him a bad guy? But he pulled it off beautifully and he used his charm to be like, oh, he's such an asshole. Like that's the thing, is like Floyd Lawton, the character. Does like to quip a lot, so we got to see that from Will Smith. And Will Smith played that off really well. And he used his charm not only for that, but to show you the fact that he's a father. And that's also a Floyd Lawton thing to have a daughter, and he cares about his daughter. And you got to see the good part of Will Smith when it came to his daughter, but he quickly turned it off when it came to being Deadshot in and Gotham he City,
0: west of my days. <laughs> <laughs> so, How's that? You should. You had to add the whole thing. I was going to say fucking, uh what's it called? Gotham City. I fucked it up. I was born, like, born and raised. God I'm not a gang. Born and raised with a gun where I spend right. the rest of my days. Uh, <laughs> I fucked it up. In my head, it was fine, but when I said it all it. Chillin
1: out of sight. Chilling out, relaxing, all cool, just shooting some bats outside of school. And a couple of bats,
0: <laughs> and they were up to no good. <laughs> Started giving me Trouble in my neighborhood. <laughs> in one little, oh, no, was in one one little, little alley. alley, That was up to oh. no good.
1: <laughs> uh, we fucked that We should edit that out. I was so dumb.
0: God. No, it's good that we're dumb. Shut your mouth! Dumb.
1: But yeah, he killed it. And uh, the part that this movie actually get me, in the very when they're in the bar scene, Will Smith fucking takes command of the scene.
0: Before, hold up. When okay, so in the movie, guys,
1: but he's like, the no, leader no, throughout listen, the whole thing.
0: Hold on, listen. There is a bar scene in the movie. Okay, the 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 fucking whole town is evacuated already.
1: Okay. oh they made a huge no, well, point they, to remind the audience no this city's evacuated this city's time evacuated, so you can't give like, us any shit there's
0: no there's no collateral damage cause you get that in the oh area. really you gotta bring this up yep <laughs> like they're it's like because I was I, need sl- to get I was d- three balls deep I need to get a drink <laughs> they're like I need to get a drink and Flag's like you guys aren't gonna go we're not gonna go and all of them this is like, the like this is the low point of the movie they this find out they found the truth
1: they find out the truth and like this is all bullshit and they're all fuck you Flag. I'm going to go get a drink. And like right there is a little bar because they're in the middle of the fucking city. Like, all right, let's go get a
0: drink. And then all the suicide squad goes to bar, And Chris leans over to me and says, where the fuck do they get money to afford <laughs> a drink? Well, when you set it up I, like that, it seems so stupid. I, <laughs> lean over,
1: and I, well, I wasn't paying well, attention. And I, I up, too high.
0: I leaned over to Chris and I said, Player, the town is abandoned <laughs> and he's like who's bartender and then as soon as, as soon as as soon as he he gets cut off well who's bartender and then it shows how the queen goes Okay. 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 It was, it was just, no, but sick. I was completely on board after it that. Was it was so wasn't good. like, it, was, so it was my favorite part of the whole movie was, was Chris. Chris. That's because I got fucking Stevie in one ear, like check was going. And then I got Adney over here, whispering, man, Wheeler's so so bad. Like, <laughs> that's not at all what I said. Yeah, it was. It times. was like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. <laughs> that's, that's not what happened at all. No, it was great though. I thought it was, the, it was my favorite part of the movie was Chris telling me where the, body, that was so where they bad. get mine from. I
1: thought oh, it was good.
0: Oh God. But, uh, continue, oh. what were you saying?
1: He does take command of the scene, and uh, he does a really good job of, like, saying,s like, we gave it a fucking shot, and whatever, and then, uh, like, talking about um, just his daughter and everything, and, like, Rick Flagg acknowledging the fact that he's in the wrong, acknowledging the fact that he's fucked, and he needs these motherfuckers' help now, and now he has to finally show them some fucking respect. Because he's
0: been threatening them the whole time, like, no, it, cause it shows in the beginning of the movie, like... Basically, if you go against me, I will kill you. He plants all, they everybody's all they have neck.
1: explosives in their you spine. You get that?
0: Yeah, everyone has explosives on them. He's like, it's a little grenade. So he let lets them know throughout the movie. It's a constant uh, reminder. Hey, I can fuck you up. So this is the part where Flag is down, and he could actually kill them all when they're all walking going against him because they found out the real truth about the mission. But yet, Flag automatically knows he's the fucking asshole he's in the wrong he needs to fix that this it's, it's that great moment of him out.
1: realizing this is his fault yeah, yeah. the only way which once again this was building up to the fact that he should have killed uh june moon he should have killed her and she should be dead
0: yeah and then he needs this suicide squad funny um to get out of this fucking mission to survive and that's when he that's actually the moment that he becomes one of them to me like, the moment he steps into that bar, now they're shoulder to shoulder down with them because all of his men are gone. Like, they're not there with him. The SEALs, all that shit that he has, they're gone. It's Flag. Well, they're, like, kind of waiting outside because yeah. they show up later. But it's it's Flag going inside to go with the Suicide Squad because he is a part of them in the comic book, right? Like, he is. He's the leader. He's the same character. Yeah, so, but he was originally supposed to be played by fucking, uh, what Tom, uh, Tom Hardy was supposed to play him. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... I, th- I think they did a good job casting wise, but I felt oh, like I really that liked him. that moment right there—the moment of him walking into the bar, delivering like we're talking about Deadshot, delivering those fucking uh, written handwritten letters from Deadshot's daughter—that moment right there was the moment of I'm with you guys, like we can beat this together, that kind of thing. That that to me was amazing.
1: It was really, it was really like it was a, very a really, it was, a, it was a very strong moment of him saying, "Your your daughter writes you every day." Every single day, and hands him a stack of letters, and Will Smith is just—he's blown the fuck away. You've and had these the whole time. You've had these with you this whole time. He's like, yeah. He's like, and,
0: and he's he like, you could tell it. he, he wants—he like, wants to
1: fucking kill him. Yes, he does. So fucking bad. And he's like, we're going in there. We're coming with you. My daughter's gonna know that her daddy isn't a piece of shit. Which dude? And that fucking. Got me, cause Will Smith nailed it, <laughs> dude.
0: He did such a great mm. fucking. Cause job. that is his
1: motivation. That's his number one motivation. That's the most important thing. Nothing to him. else
0: is important to him. Nothing. He doesn't and, care like, about humanity at all. He lies, is- and he
1: lies. He lies. like, I've never been in love. I've never felt love. You can't feel stuff like that, and then go out and kill the people I kill and sleep like a kitten afterwards. Like, yeah, well, you love your daughter, bitch. We all know, dude. Yeah. And like, that's what was great, about it. It's like him. That was him stepping into a hero role for a minute. Him say, I'm gonna risk my life. I'm gonna do something.
0: Out of not, my comfort zone. Not
1: necessarily just, just the right thing to do, but because I want my daughter to know that, yeah, she knows I'm a bad guy. She knows I kill people. I don't want her to have an image of me. If I die, I don't want her to have that last memory of me. I want her to know. And he tells them, the world is going to know what we're doing. Everyone needs to know that we did this.
0: Because he explains earlier in dialogue that we're the patsies. They're going to blame this whole thing on us because we might fail. And if we do fail, or if we do succeed, we get thrown back in jail. If we fail, we fail, we die. But if we succeed, we get thrown back in prison. No matter what, they're not going to blame it on the good guys. They're not going to say that we're the problem. That enchantress causes fucking trash bomb. Uh, (laughs) You know, the bad guys escaped Arkham. Okay. They caused all this. We caught them and we put them back in prison. So we're the good guys. guys. And so I think that's what kind of what he was leading on. So the fact that yes, he said, I want my daughter to know I'm a good I, – I thought that was very impactful. That was like the whole big turnaround. That moment right there was like th- – that specific moment was the point of no return for me. I, f- I wonder if that was a 60-minute mark because like that bar scene right there when they left the bar scene and they went for it. They went towards the fucking Trash Monster. Um, that, it, I feel like that was the point of no return.
1: I think the point of no return is when they entered the city. Yeah? Maybe. I don't know. Um, when, when shit goes down we're
0: going on something that nobody even knows the okay, fuck yeah, about. Okay, yeah. Anyways,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah once again Will Smith fucking killed it he was awesome as Deadshot uh, next up I just want to talk about Rick Flagg I think that they casted it well once again I was like this guy is Rick Flagg first thing in my mind is he's not barrel chested <laughs> was the first thing that was in my head and uh, Rick Flagg is very much like he is in this movie is that he's absolutely 100% loyal to Amanda Waller he is because he believes, because like, he's basically like, this is what's done for the country. Country first above everything else. Everything, just country, country, country. Like, whatever it takes to do to protect the country. If I have to kill 100,000 people to protect a million Americans, I will fucking do it, because that's what I care about. That's who Rick Flagg is. And they did a good job making him a badass. Like, when you see first see him, and he has that first talk with Deadshot, who's this, we all know, is insanely badass. And he's laying out his terms of, here's what's up. I'm gonna get this you're gonna give me this here's all my all my terms and Will Smith crushing it as Deadshot and oh wait hold
0: on hold on hold on hold on hold on let me can I go sorry sorry I'm gonna fuck you guys up right now did you talk about, because you guys both talked about the inconsistency with the monsters and how Harley could hit one with the bat, it would explode, yeah, and yeah. then the next one, it didn't explode. Right. But then, did you talk about how Deadshot got up and then just fucking kills all of them? No fucking problems. We did not, no questions fucking asked. We did not asked. bring that up. we
1: did nail the I guess fact it's that just it's me, inconsistent, though. That's I the guess thing. it's
0: just me bringing back up the fact that how inconsistent they are with the villains. It's only the
1: members of the Suicide Squad that get to kill anybody. Which I just yeah.
0: explained. like It's only You're right. like. It's we have them. to prove
1: that they're really useful. Yeah, Even yeah. Killer Croc, who all he has is his bare hands, but is like, way I feel more like effective. But felt like
0: that scene wasn't needed. It was like, does he really need to go up there and like show off? Well, well, like, like I already knew that he was a badass. I didn't need. I didn't. I think need I think that. it
1: was necessary for uh, the rest of the seals hmm. to see that. Like we're having oh, okay. trouble, and this dude goes up by himself and just fucking leading the way because because Rick Flag says we're we gonna do cut and run. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. all thought yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. They're all thinking that. Okay, and that's their leader. and They're all thinking that same thing. And all of a sudden, you see him jump for right everyone I say everyone's ass. I That's think that true. was important. Right. They, Anyways, they had, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, they, so like, let's go around back, and back respect back to red flag yeah. when uh, Will Smith is Good laying out job. when Will Smith is laying out his terms and like here's what you can give from my dog, all that stuff and, uh, and he's Rick, still in prison. He's in oranges yeah. right now. And he's, he's like he's like cause Will Smith like he Dead shot smart enough. Floyd knows what they're doing. It's like I know you want to see my skills. I know you want to see this. You're gonna use me. I know that I'm a fucking mercenary. This is my job. But I know you're going to give me something in return, and here's what you're going to get. It's the only way you're going to get me. And it was, I thought that was really cool that he knew, like that. And he's laying on his terms, and Rick is just like, yeah, sure. Oh, oh, Ivy League. Ivy League. That's what you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Just like f- fucking humoring him in like the funniest <laughs> way. And he goes, and he's like, yeah, you're not getting. you you're in no position to fucking negotiate and all this I stuff. I like that. how he said,
0: like, I don't see anybody writing anything down. My biggest problem, though, is I don't see any motherfuckers lying as I'm man. No one's writing shit down. <laughs> and he goes, whoa, whoa, you you're not in a point to make demands. He goes, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to your fucking boss or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Playing yeah, to yeah, a yeah, man. And look, that he's it. not even looking at her either. He's looking straight at Flag. Like they have an animosity already in the beginning. There's an automatic animosity. Yeah, he's a well, Rick Flagg's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Most of the movie, it takes that. They're waving dick, but we all know Will Smith is hogged out, bro. That's why that moment. Right, that's Will why Smith that moment. Out, the moment
1: at the bar is the is the low point of the movie. It's the very lowest point, low point, where they have to come together and resolve shit as the ragtags, and then come together to f- solve the problem. And I thought I thought Rick Flag, and I thought uh, the whole thing about him being in love actually added some humanity to the character that you don't often see in Rick Flag. Um, in iterations of it because he's just the soldier. That's usually what he is. But they added some emotion to him. They added some vulnerability to him. And I think the guy who – I think he was the same guy who was in the RoboCop reboot and he was horrible. But he pulled it off, man. I think he was, did really good as Rick Flagg. I kind of Rick- hated
0: Rick Flagg. Uh,
1: You're I not didn't, supposed to like him too I much. didn't
0: hate him like – the actor that played him, or like even you hated the his character. character, I I just hated the fact that the, we even needed to have a soldier in the thing. I just don't. Wait, I just, you have
1: so, you have somebody to keep them in line. That was the point.
0: Amanda Wheeler could keep them. In Amanda the line. Waller isn't there. She's a yeah. bitch. She could do it from. They need on. no, but yeah, but uh, you could have made uh, no, no. I'm just Duke. saying that's my complaint. That's, that's radio just communication though. You know I can just make don't, it. You could have made a Deadshot. He's not trustworthy. He's a bad guy. But they all have implants, and she's watching them, and she has the fucking thing on her fucking hand. And they could have put another pill in them that shocks them, or that stuns them, or something that she can be. I just then what? Then they're useless. The only need for you, him was for Enchantress. Without Enchantress, he is
1: completely I disagree useless. because you need – because here he is. He's the best, like one of the most decorated soldiers in history. He's a badass, and he has a team. So they can all – it's a more all of them are more of an incentive to get this fucking rag team. like This is how a team works. Work in my team. I'm going to lead you because they don't know how to work as a team, the Suicide Squad. They need someone there to teach them. They need a Coach Bombay to fucking make these ragtags into a fucking hockey team that's going to beat the Russians. But, <laughs> what? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but basically what what they are oh damn it, I fucking I was gonna say that but the Russians lost me. That was so <laughs> fun. that was so Okay, fun, I could have I could have gone I'm that makes sense. I, I get that. And I would have been more willing to go down that path if there would have been more of a connection with uh, Rick and his Navy SEALs. You don't really get that connection Solid. from them. Solid like, point. So, like, I kind of felt that... He connected. just says, he just the says, way, my it, guy. It's thrown in the back. That's the valid. They're yeah. the, like. I the, felt like if, if that's what the point that they were trying to prove, which they weren't, but it would have made it a little bit better, is if you built that communication and, th- and then they saw it instead of them just like, oh, well, this is what it is.
1: Rick- and the thing is, Rick Flag, that if you have, like, the best soldier... The best soldier in the army, willing to do whatever you say, you send him in, too. Like, why wouldn't you use your big gun? Like, he's yeah. a big part of it. He's a big help. Like, leaving him out was like, well, why didn't you use another great guy? You had a great, great guy there.
0: Mike Jordan's in his prime. You're going to leave my, bench <laughs> him out? You bench him? You don't
1: bench him. You don't bench him, dude. He's first straight. You
0: don't bench flags,
1: bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, So I want to move on. Um, let's talk about another guy who any other movie he's been in, he sucked, uh, Jay Courtney. And, uh, he's a. I haven't liked him in anything until he played Captain Boomerang. And I thought he did a great. He's I not, thought he did an
0: awesome job. He's
1: not very comic book or animated show, Captain Boomerang, but I do not give a shit. I thought he fucking killed it.
0: What's Captain Boomerang like, actually, in the comic book?
1: He's much more cartoony, and he's a lot more sillier. He's not, like, as rugged and fucking big or anything like that. And, uh, it is like a lot of the Flash villains are <laughs> silly. And, but I thought that, um,. I don't know. I just thought he was bad. The fact that he was like his boomerangs are basically just like these knives that he fucking welded together. And it's like really fucking... And it shows him like honing the blade of one. Remember? He has like a yeah, thing. Yeah. Yep. And he's honing the blade, like getting ready for some shit. And he's actually a brony, which was stupid and
0: silly. And I thought that was actually kind of funny. but. Uh, I thought it was cool. Like he's like... The fact that like, when he's drinking the soda, like gets out of the fucking moment. And like the guy, he's just... The fact that he's a badass knife fighter was hella cool, too. Pulls but, out both of his fucking knives, and he's just fucking fucking shit up. That's not a knife. Yeah, dude. Well, they made him, like, he, I th- I thought... He's like, Australian, of course. Tom Hardy should have played that character. Like, that would A lot of us it.
1: thought he was going to.
0: Oh, that's the one we th- they thought?
1: No, like, after, like, oh, he's not going to play Rick Flag. You're like, well, is he going to play Captain Boomerang?
0: Yeah, because that is more like Because that would be a thing. i thought Captain Boomerang. Like, that... But J-
1: Jai Courtney is, is also Australian, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I thought he did a great job as Cap. I think like that was the best thing he's ever done on film. And he was the comic relief in a lot of ways. He was a, a lot of the comedy came from uh, Cap. Dude, I laughed. I felt like
0: I was the only one in the fucking theaters that started laughing at this part. And I laughed. There was, there so, was so many times while I was laughing and everyone was quiet. And I was Dude. like, oh, I'm the piece of shit. i so was I. And like, <laughs> like, a lot I of it. The... No, There's a moment that I lost it, okay? It's when Rick Flagg comes into the bar and he tells everybody he smashes the thing where he could fucking make the uh, grenade blow up in their fucking spine or their neck and he's basically saying, you guys are free to go. Everyone stays except Captain Boomer goes, and <laughs> just fucking, you're, he's like, just, and he goes, he goes,
1: you're free to go and Captain Boomer just immediately takes off yeah, like, and everyone else is <laughs> like, what?
0: what he just <laughs> dips the fuck out and I thought that was the funniest fucking <laughs> moment to me, dude. I lost it. I laughed so fucking hard and nobody was laughing. Mm-hmm. I fucking laughed, you moron. I didn't even hear you. I just, I, Made my own laugh overlaid. Dude, I just I fucking lost. I thought it was so good. Like Dude, such it a was. just fucking Great Time. I love that the fucking I love that the actual the camera. The camera's pointing to his left side and it has the whole fucking suicide squad it, like, in the camera. It's in uh, widescreen. And then he goes into the front. When he dips out, he goes into, the, like, the front left, like, the left side of the camera. So the camera doesn't follow him. He just dips out of the camera scene. Which <laughs> just... The the fact that the way that they did it... They, they didn't move the camera at all. Yeah, not at all. The way that they did it was so fucking beautiful.
1: He was... He's, like, he doesn't have, like, a huge part, but he is, like, he's there, and he's great, and he's, he's cool. He's just there. And uh, someone who is a big part is Harley Quinn, who has become an enormous part Of like DC Comics ever since Paul Dini introduced her in the Batman animated series. Before
0: we even go into this, what do you think would have happened had Harley Quinn not dressed up like a slut and went with her well, not Harley Quinn, done Harley Quinn and went with her original costume? Do you think it would have have changed anything? We actually got to see it, which I thought
1: was a really great nod. We got to see it I twice. Did. Yeah, mm-hmm. first like the one that I remember, like everyone was flipping out about is like when she opens up her when they say grab your gear, whatever you need for a fight. She opens up the chest and you see the original costume, and she's like, eh. and then she like tosses it aside. It was like a cool nod. But even before that, we got an even better one. Um, On the cover of uh, a Paul Dini-written comic book, I think it was Mad Love, but it's the cover art for the comic of like the origin of uh, Harley Quinn and the Joker's relationship, and it's this really iconic page of the Joker's in a tuxedo, and he's looking forward, like, at you, and he's in a tuxedo, and he's holding Harley Quinn, like, in a dancing pose, and Harley Quinn is, like, looking up at him, and she's in her full jester outfit and they showed that in this movie they, they exactly replicated that they Holy had shit, nice. it was for a quick like dream sequence type yeah. thing and it was all black background just like the comic cover and I was like oh my god oh my god and I was
0: freaking out was like, they did doing yeah, it yeah yeah I was like no way and then she fucking went and put on short shorts and the fucking tube top
1: it was really cool because they even <laughs> had her in the diamond they had her in the little mask and everything her face all white and like she was in the whole thing and it was a cool nod and I was like look we're not gonna do this but we do wanna respect the fans yeah. and her origin here's it is this is what it looks like there you go because it that
0: that costume's a little over the top i get it i get why
1: especially the hat especially with the hat it's too much i get i get why they didn't do it but okay without the hat here's the thing or um, put
0: the hat on her short shorts. With the little the little mean, mask and like everything. I mean, okay. I just feel like they knew that they were gonna get attacked if they put Harley Quinn in short shorts in a tube top. They knew what they were gonna get attacked. They could have easily switched it to her other costume. Here's what I would have done, and it would have been fine. Here's what I
1: would have done. Uh, is they said like they like they didn't like the look, and the look I don't think would have fit the movie really. But here's what I would have done. Okay, the shirt and the jacket look good yep. it matches her color i think it looks cool especially with her hair and you see when her, she in the flashback when she falls in the k and it says ace chemicals which i was like fuck yeah great nod but first of
0: all hold on going to that I, a, I got it i got a fucking thing what joker wouldn't have jumped in after her. joker would not have jumped in after her. he would have left her ass in there and hope she got fucking out that's their relationship There's yeah no they, way that, that, that's what
1: i was after. saying earlier is like they um well actually i was off mic actually but um they made it a much less abusive – like people were complaining about it being yeah, sexist, it but they turned it – they turn, They toned that down. Yeah, a the lot. The incredible abuse and incredible like misogyny. Romantic. The misogyny was toned down. There's actually a love that Joker has for Harley that isn't in the other media. She's not written to be loved. She's written to love hopelessly and to be a horrible example of what a relationship is. That's what she's written to be. And they made it to where like there's actually a romantic element, which – you know, you can think about. Well, back back to the fucking costume. Right, is that when she falls in the fucking chemicals, you see, like, um, the color from her blue shirt and the color from his red shirt creates a weird dye in the chemicals, and that's explaining the fucking dye on her hair. So they, they kind of explain that in sort of a way. They're because like, their oh.
0: shirts were melting off, but their skin was just fine? Well, yeah, their
1: skin's genetically changing. The dye of their fucking king is getting fucked up in the chemicals. Like, that's. Come on. But it's not like no, it's not it's not, it's not acid it's so, not acid
0: Well there's are they're, if you look at their clothes their clothes are literally melting off like they're acid I was looking specifically at the clothes they're in like ribbons the clothes in, in the f- scene are ribboned they're completely deteriorating and yet they are not, I didn't their see skin ribbons. is fine. I
1: saw like the chemicals being all milky and shit. Oh, I but... didn't see
0: that. I, yeah, I, I didn't see I them saw all them ribbons. I, was looking to... I saw the I them, I was saw really but uh, anyways. Maybe the chemical made it look like they was ribbing off because I, I was like, what the fuck? Why isn't mm. there, why is their skin fine? I asked myself that in the well, movie. Well, I feel like Harley's changed a little bit. Like No, I was just asking camera. about the cloth. I thought the clothes being all fucked up, but continue, Addie. Sorry. Sorry, we keep interrupting you. We're asking questions. We're, we're asking questions! We don't know.
1: Seriously! And I'm waiting! For <laughs> hey, I'm just
0: asking questions! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waiting for you to finish
1: talking, so, I, so then I'm gonna talk. I'm not interrupting back. I'm waiting for you to finish, and then I have my thing, and you're fucking acting like I'm flipping out. I'm waiting for you to finish.
0: Wendy, we're just asking questions. God, what the fuck is wrong with you? Guys? I'm just asking we <laughs> just want to pick on you for once. You never get picked on. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> just guys, I'm so Wendy, dumb. Wendy, I'm right? <laughs> and I was letting you ask the question. I know. It's so funny. Bro, Wendy, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just calm down, bro. Like, ugh, Don't Batman us right now. I'm Not letting just... you ask the questions. Whoa, bro. Well, are ask the question. Okay, anyways, go on. <laughs> Shut up, <here>! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> The shirt. So the shirt and the jacket I had no problem. You want to do a different look, make her more like street gritty kind of thing that makes sense but the fishnecks the fucking boy shorts and the high heels are trash yeah that's stupid like, you're purposely that's what they're talking about high Sexual. heels is
0: so fucking stupid for someone. that's what they're talking journey. about over the
1: over sexualizing thing it's like you're making her only an object with that look she isn't just an object in the movie her character isn't no, but you're no, implying no. with that all you had to do what would have been way more harley Quinn. Was give her like actual like combat esque boots. Yeah, yeah, And give her like the pants that are those the same color like, as her fucking the shorts. green
0: cargo pants.
1: No, no, not the. <laughs>
0: that would look fucking no, stupid. So no, no,
1: no, anymore. Yes, no, it no, would. no, no, no. I'm talking about skin tight pants that are just like the same color as, as her shirt. jacket and those underwear she was wearing. Blue and
0: hmm. red. Matches you could have had hair. the same. Well. You could yeah. have
1: the same color scheme, but all you had to do was put it in pants. Yeah. yeah, it's still skin tight, so all the guys have something amazing to look at. But you get a lot less flack, and it's not doesn't look as stupid. It yeah. Doesn't look it bad, because at least she's covered. Every, it's raining, and she's fucking getting hypothermia and yeah. shit. And I mean, she, give it's her not, boots because she is also a fighter. That's her thing. Like giving her high true. heels is so fucking dumb.
0: And she's also—it's not like—and uh, they're hooker she, heels. They're super high. So she doesn't ever have a huge in the Comic but, like, book ever? Nope then why the fuck would they give her heels? Wait, mm. she's never in heels in the... Con- what? No. They fucked up hardcore. Enough.
1: There's, like, times where, like... And the, and the thing is, she is a bit of a sexual character. She is in the comics. She is flirty. She knows she's cute. She uses that flirtation to get an advantage on certain people. But she's not overly sexual. She's only that with the Joker. Um, but, she like, she's not... She doesn't use her sexuality as her main weapon. A lot of the... Like, like how Poison Ivy or Catwoman, they're femme fatales. They lean heavily on men being fucking complete idiots and only being able to think about one thing, really. And these are to her advantage. Harley uses that so much less. That's so much less of what she is as a character. And it feels like they wanted to be like, oh, but yeah, she's always sexualized. And it's like, well, not as much as you're trying to make it seem. But other than that, I thought Margot Robbie
0: did a pretty fucking Dude, good job. Dude, so did I. And you know what's funny? So I watched an interview. This is what I even with her. corny Lyon, like she still killed it. I, she did that. Yeah, I, I watched an interview with her. Okay, and she is a fan of Harley Quinn. She actually is, and she specifically said, you know, it's it's sad because when comic book movies do come to play, um, you don't get great female characters. You don't you don't get that, but then you get this. You know, you get these certain female characters that are a big hit in the comic book scene, and. When you see something that you love portrayed on screen, the first thing you say is, please let them get it right. Please let them get it right. You cross your fingers. And she basically said, I did my homework. I did all my research. I tried to play the character as much as to the point to where the comic book fans would enjoy the character and would say, that's Harley Quinn. That's what we wanted to see. And like we're very, very happy with the way that Margot Robbie portrayed Harley Quinn and she went to that point of, I need to portray this this one time, this, this female lead, this female character that everyone loves, that everyone appreciates, that like this complex character. I want to portray her just like she's seen in the comic books. Hold on. And I feel like she might have been fucked up by some of the writers saying, No, you got to say this and that. But she actually did her fucking homework. I watched an entire video. They interview did, no, they her. did
1: have, they like, there was a couple of lines that she had to say. She had to say Puddin', yeah, a must. Of she had to say Mr. J, which she only said once, and it was outside of, outside a costume in a flashback, which I thought she could have said more. But I think she, like the accent that she put on, I remember like Chris saying like this was the New York ass accent, like that's very Harley Quinn esque.
0: Oh, see, and I didn't realize um, that she
1: was inspired by this character that Arlene Sorkin played on TV that was very much like that, and Paul Dini wrote the character to be like that, and got Arlene Sorkin to voice her hmm. in her first iteration, which was in the animated series in the 90s, and later on, like, the video games, you had Tara Strong basically copying that. And so that, I thought her voice was good. I thought she nailed it with the voice. Especially
0: being Australian, which people don't know, Margot Robbie is Australian. I thought she nailed it in a
1: lot of ways, but she was also given a lot of cheesy fucking lines that were just kind of silly and took you out of it.
0: We're bad guys. It's what we do. did. Yeah. That kind of like, those, some of those lines. Like, Why like, couldn't
1: you be smashing that window open to put on some, I don't know, combat boots? Pants? <laughs> pants, maybe? You got any pants back there? <laughs> but, uh, but like I'm saying, we am not trying to trash Margot Robbie for anything she did. No, because
0: she completely
1: nailed it. I no, think she is a
0: listener and she can get it. Well, wait, hold on. Um, What I wanted to... Th- tell you well because you were talking It's more for you um now how well was harley quinn known before this movie like, I don't feel like she was that well, she was known, but it wasn't, like, after, once this movie was made, oh, then yeah. it got put on. Wait, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, so she, even, she definitely blew up. As
1: soon as the trailer started so dropping, like, is the Harley Quinn. Co- like, every, like, 98%
0: of all cosplays are of Harley Quinn, this version. And the Joker. And this new Joker, which is... Mostly Harley, though. Okay, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Have we talked about the Joker yet? No. No, no, no. Is Hold that on. the next, or no? Yeah, that's nice. Okay. But yeah, the Marley oh the Harley Quinn the thing. Molly, sorry, the no, Molly Crew. <laughs> it's the Margot Robbie is what I was thinking. The Harley Quinn thing. Yes, you are right. It's no one really knew who she was. I barely oh, even knew who she was. I only knew God. I know her, that character in the Jester outfit. I don't know any sexual uh fucking Harley Quinn at all. And I only know her seeing her in scenes, the animated show, all that shit. But once Margot Robbie. Obviously, put it on there. A lot of memes took hold and like everything, and it got passed around worldwide. Dude, she killed it because yeah. everyone loves Mara. Robbie. This is like one of those. I feel this... like she brought more, she brought the character more to a basis of being well known. She like brought this character to light, which is fine. But the way that everyone assumes this character is because of Suicide Squad, obviously, they don't really understand, got of who the character was. What I got a lot of people,
1: like, what a lot of these groups that are complaining about it was you took a strong female character and you made her more about her boyfriend. She's it's not like, a strong
0: female character. It's like.
1: like Well, you obviously have never read the comics. Um, You don't really know. You haven't seen it, like the animated series. Is like she's one of the only character, like in the Batman mythos, one of the only ones that like got originated in an animated show, and then was so popular that she was then brought into the comics. Like that's her origin is a cartoon for kids. That's and then in the Justice League, and then in these anime, all these anime, and they made her more darker and everything. But she eventually becomes more of independent because but her arc in the in like you know originally was completely dependent absolutely could not do a thing she's
0: manipulated by the joker and then she fucking is in love with them and she follows it's his sto- every she fucking has, whim right she has severe stockholm How syndrome is that strong? crazy stockholm syndrome there you go she has severe
1: stockholm syndrome and like she really doesn't have any... everything she does she gets beaten by the joker she's danny
0: she's Daenerys. <laughs> she gets
1: she gets thrown out of a fucking window by the joker like no matter what he does all he has to do is send her like there's a scene where he like he throws her out of a window and then she's in a body cast and she's like I hate Mr. J I hate the J- fuck just so done with him and then on her bedside table she sees one flower with a note that says J on it and she goes Oh, puddin'. Like once again oh, going God. right back in, like that's who she is. She's, she's your typical She's fucking... meant. She's meant to be a cautionary tale. She's meant to be this the last thing you want. She's not supposed. She wasn't supposed to be like that's what a female character. Is. But she was supposed to be like this really bad version of this is how bad the Joker is, and this is how he's like. He's it's very. It's very Hannibal Lecter esque in that he had a psychiatrist try and analyze him, and he drove the psychiatrist insane. And that psychiatrist just happened to also fall in love with him. Marvel, and helped yeah, him escape that's and Queen, that's yeah. harley quinn's origin and slowly after a time after being abused over and over again she finds a way to escape that becomes friends with poison ivy they become fucking best buds and she like still keeps going back to him but then she after so much time she slowly and slowly and slowly becomes more independent and then finally leaves him and like rejects him because of everything she's done to him but that has to be earned it has to be built you can't start with that it has to be earned Like, the death of Jason Todd is a given in this universe. And for me, that means a lot that they did that. But for regular people, they have no fucking idea who Jason Todd is. They don't know that dead Robin. That means nothing to regular viewers. And so you have
0: to avoid repeating
1: that same mistake. You have to start Harley Quinn with the old Harley Quinn who's obsessed with the Joker. And then show him abusing her. And then her learning to be a strong female character. She needs an arc the way that Daenerys had in Game of Thrones. She does need that. She needs the arc. And we didn't even get to see the Joker be abusive at all. Which brings and us they, to they brought, the joke. They,
0: they did the arc like f- instead of her being a strong and independent woman and all that great stuff. They did it Instead, like, her depending on others. So at first she was depending on the Joker, and then at the end of the movie she was okay with not having the Joker because she had her friends that she thought, like, oh, now I have this friends group. And then in the end, of course, the Joker comes back, takes her away from her friends and all that good stuff. But She's yeah, no, definitely I, not I an independent agree. woman. It, they killed her arc, but at the same time, Margot did a great job.
1: <laughs> I agree, but uh, onto the onto the Joker. Um, this one is, like, what everyone was like the most like how, what is like after Heath Ledger what the fuck do you do? good luck bro <laughs> and we were all like Oh, wow, well, we actually like Jared Leto. I'm excited I to see like what Jared. he does. And then we saw, like, I was the, like oh,
0: wow. What we is saw, like, the tattoos. What is uh, Jared Leto going to do? Fucking <laughs> craziness, and we're like, oh, going to... Okay, be his appearance, uh, I'm indifferent. The about tattoos, him. I don't like, because I feel like Jared Leto... I hate I feel the like, grill. Well, no, I feel like... I hate it. I feel like the Joker is not the kind of guy to take care of his tattoos. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, I, wait, or, hold on. listen, hold on, listen. They <laughs> No, I'm telling you right now, I don't feel like he would, like, clean it and rub soap on it and, like, do all that shit. He just doesn't give a fuck kind of character so he would actually have like he'd be all he'd prison like, tattoo no bro. he would be all covered in like pus and fucking like uh, no hmm. listen I'm telling you right now th- when it breaks it down he doesn't give a fuck about anything he's like no hold on I'm cleaning my tattoo oh yeah like hold on I got another great idea for <laughs> tattoo not like that's I mean <laughs> this the, time has all over my I feel like the fact okay. that him Let's- tattoos it just doesn't fit his character that's to good, me that's, that's my
1: person i feel like the
0: grills didn't fit i thought his i character. thought uh, i could forgive uh, some range is on the fucking nose bro. i could
1: forgive some of the tattoos deranged, but damage right? what it says damage whatever That's what i was getting to is that's i can forgive most of the tattoos except for damaged being on his forehead i thought it was so fucking stupid. whatever the, the grill i can forgive cuz it's like oh he got <sighs> his he got his teeth smashed out by batman and he had to get him replaced kind of thing cuz he has that history all that oh, thing cuz you
0: know the hip-
1: it's not part of the comic books, but I, I, you assume that. You yeah. assume it. Um, and, but uh, there are things that Jared Leto does that are... Oh, that was Joker. That was very Joker Dude, of you. Like, my favorite. Oh, what he I did a good my good one. one scene that I liked. What, no, shut, what, what I thought was the most <laughs> Joker that he did was at the end of the movie where his guy show up in the helicopter and they're fucking blasting the roof. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. And he has the gun. <laughs> and
1: he goes, and he like does his face and goes, oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and face is like, yeah. He's laughing that's at like, shooting. Like, that's the shooting. Like, shooting. That's when the shooting. guy's lighting everybody his up with his fucking 50 yeah,
0: cal Gatling it. gun. Oh, you want to shoot? And oh, then, then shoot. you have him up <laughs> right here with an AK shooting by the guy that's with way a on a minigun 50 cal round. exactly He has somebody else. Fucking shit up with a large gun. He has like his, thing's huge. He has this golden gun in his hand. He's in the six feet on his one. Like he's not giving a fuck. He's getting shot at. He's getting shot at back. But he's just getting. Like he's getting. He's having a blast. Yeah, he, like, he's, he's having, having fun. fun. Like it's legitimate that fun. That was the Joker. I thought, he was, I was
1: having a fun time. Because the Joker needs to be not just menacing, not just dangerous, but also make sure that he's. This is his stage. The world is his stage. He's a failed comedian who feels like he needs to have recognition for being the genius that he is. Life's a joke, and it's a stage that I'm going to joke about. And that's what he is. This is all performance art to him. Everything he does is performance art. And I thought that was captured pretty well. And I love the fact that they made him dangerous. They made him very dangerous. Yeah. by Not not necessarily from Jared Leto's performance, but through the people around him. All these really powerful gangs, all these dangerous people are afraid of the Joker. He's this presence when he walks in. Everyone kind of holds their breath. Everyone's like, oh man, it's the... Uh, just backing off. Like We know what you're capable of. We know how crazy you are. No one's going to fuck with you. Um, that was all cool. But I think that at the end of the day... Jared Leto's voice that he used for the Joker is gonna be mocked, just like Christian Bale's Batman voice. Yeah,
0: it was a choice they made. It kind of failed. What was that Jared made. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, him and you Christian Bale. I'm sa- him and Christian. Bale, oh, okay. Because you just mentioned both of them. So, like that was a vo- that was a choice they both made, and both of those choices. <sighs> And I kind of failed. You don't like but, his voice. Wait, hold on. Well, hold on. It well, pushed, he's he he's pushing her. like, I feel like
1: he watched too many nineteen thirties gangster movies. Like, yeah. I'm the Joker. See? Yeah, and that's what was like, I thought. He's all chit, He's like, all oh, that chit, chat's gonna get you bad reviews. Like, <laughs> it's just, it was just
0: a little. <laughs> It was yeah. It was too it much. I feel like it he was, was trying. Totally old school mobster. I feel like he was, was trying
1: like, to do a voice. I felt like the Joker, not Jared. Le- I felt like the Joker was trying to do a voice mm-hmm. and not just being. It wasn't like the person. He's,
0: yeah, it wasn't the person.
1: And that's something that Jack Nicholson did as well. that like you could feel like that's a Joker doing a voice, whereas Heath Ledger, like, oh, that's what the Joker sounds like. Mark Hamill, that's what the Joker sounds like. John DiMaggio, that's what that Joker sounds like. And it felt more natural when they did it with Jared Leto. It felt more like. I'm doing a thing
0: while in a, like I am the Joker. Yes, this is not my normal voice, but you want to hear my cool voice? Like, oh, boy, like yeah, this is okay. me doing it. I can agree it. with that, and I absolutely. So he's in character while he's stuff. It's like he's he's acting as and he's that, playing uh, his role. I hated his laugh uh, when he's sitting uh, there on the uh, on the ground, and it's like panning up from a bird's eye view, and he's laughing. He's like ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh. and he like, did that uh. to
1: like he did that. Oh, he did that several times. You get to hear that laugh. He talked he talked about oh yeah I tried so hard to get the laugh and like there's so many like articles about how he did the laugh I was like well he did a not good job <laughs> it was not very good I was just like oh, it was that it was so basic and he went through so much and like more news was made about, about
0: everything that he did how he
1: got into character. And it reminded me of like Shia LaBeouf not showering for two weeks when he did the tank movie Fury. It's like, well, there's one, like method acting is a thing, but it feels like you're just trying to do outrageous things so people find out that you're doing these outrageous things so they go and see your movie.
0: Yeah, because you get great method actors. Leonardo DiCaprio is one. You get Daniel Day Lewis is fucking one. These people that truly get into their roles, but. They don't become fucking mental with it. Like even even Heath Ledger is a men- was a fucking method actor. Robert De Niro method actor. These people truly try to portray what they're gonna put on film, so they have to act that way outside of film, so they get used to the character that they're playing. They get comfortable with
1: it. And I felt like Heath Ledger did a better job of hiding what he was doing. I felt like Jared Leto wanted like told his publicist, make sure you make sure people know that I'm sending dead bodies of rats to people and my piss." And like, there's nothing Joker esque really about that. Like, like. That's a that's an immature Ashton Kutcher prank. Like that's not the Joker. Like the Joker saying, sends like, you used anal beads. The Joker and condoms.
0: The Joker sends you. It really was seriously. <laughs>
1: the Joker sends you anthrax, thinking, telling you it's cocaine. Like that's more Joker or something. But like, just don't like a joke you... with it. There's something like there's a there's, a comical, there's ah, a comical. Hey, AJ, get that out. Did you get that uh, thing I sent you? <laughs> a... You mean the fucking dead mouse in my box? <laughs>
0: ah, I, I got you good. You. I got fucker. you good. You fucking <laughs> fucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, uh, 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 uh. Uh, 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 I'm so uh, good uh, at pranks, uh. like George Clooney. Uh, 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 I got you good, you rookie fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a there should be a prank behind it. It's the joke. Why aren't you laughing? Yeah, that's the Joker, not this guy who's just like, I'm gonna fucking throw a dead pig on the fucking the read, the first read, the table read. I'm gonna throw a dead pig on the table read. Even Will Smith's like, look how I, right don't, you like, him. I don't like Jared Leto. And they're like, "Oh, you mean you don't like the Joker?" He's like, "No, I don't like Jared Leto. Like he said that specifically, pinpointed it. Does not like the guy. I, c- I completely appreciate getting into that, getting into the character that in depth and trying to really portray what you think the character is. But I don't, I still don't think he fully understands the Joker. I don't even think the Joker understands the Joker. Batman is the only one that kind of understands the Joker. But like, you only get that in a Killing Joke.
1: <laughs> I think the only one that understands the Joker fully is Mark Hamill."
0: <laughs> you go. Come on, you don't think uh, Heath really understood him? No, Heath did the joker in a different way. He took the joker and he made it. I, I, no, I,
1: was, I was just joking. Oh. I was joking. Uh, I
0: was jokering, bro. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, well, he ledger, ledger does like, a
1: great job. Obviously,
0: man. amazing. Okay, wait, but... no, I need to know this from you. What? On screen, best joker is Oh live action? Is Heath Ledger. I mean I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure that I'm not having this like jaded perspective. It's not because of Batman. It's because of the uh, fucking a Knights Tale. Like that's what I love that movie. I love that movie so much. (laughs) Anyone anyone who's
1: seen a Night's Tale knows. He Ledger got a free pass on any shitty movie he ever did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that movie is fucking epic. That was my Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. <laughs> Even
1: if like he never did the Joker, he still gets a free pass on fucking that imaginarium <laughs> fucking Which is funny movie. Because
0: <laughs> him and Robert Baratheon acted together in that movie? <laughs> Best friends. And <Yeah. laughs> a nice tale. Yeah. Yes. You just oh, noticed that you fucked? You rookie fucked! <laughs> yeah, that was his best friend. Wow, that's It was rolling. Crazy. Yeah, Roland, yep. Yeah. And. Jarvis. Of yeah, the Johnny. Vision
1: from Avengers, and
0: he played, played Jeffrey Chaucer. Chaucer. Jeffrey Chaucer. Jeffrey Chaucer, he's the, one the that guy actually, who's the talker, the, yeah, yeah. the jester. But Jeffrey Chawser actually writer. Yeah, the writer, wrote, yeah, the writer, writer who is was naked, the Lily among the thorns. Yeah, actually, is meant penis. <laughs> the lily among the thorns. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey Chawser is the name. <laughs> Writing's the game. Writing's the game. Jeffrey Chaucer's... act to t- uh I'm trothing. Or uh, what is he say? Trothing. What does he say right there?
1: Uh, what are you, uh, sir? What are you doing? Uh, charging You know, to trudge. (laughs) Trudging, you know, to trudge. To trudge, to trudge. The slow, weary, depressed yet determined walk of a man who has nothing left of his life except an impulse to simply soldier on
0: <laughs> damn how the fuck do you remember that but um we watched that movie like a hundred times I know I I can kind of remember some questions from questions what's that it one. called I can't <laughs> remember <laughs> do it, do it. Do it. Jeff, uh, give us on on. your best and nice no, joke was, Whoa. listen Jeffrey or do right? the do the intros that, that Jeffrey Chaucer
1: does <laughs> yeah I'm I can't pick I can't pick certain moments Four. like you <laughs> from a stone stone away <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that one is really good. the end one. Yeah. Oh my god
0: Good people, I missed my introduction! (laughs) I'm not going to do the whole thing. far too rare to waste with heavy-handed words. I love that part.
1: Days like these are far too rare to
0: weigh down
1: with heavy-handed words.
0: So without further ado, I bring to you, a man born. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was yeah, very stable. Okay, okay, okay. We're over right 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 right. right. No, but uh, Jeffrey Chalse, it is one of the fucking most famous writers of all time. He actually is in real life. The, the can Tales, one of the greatest that,
1: works in literary which, history. Which, oh, which is so literally he was playing what a the real night, person night yeah, I didn't even know that. The
0: movie is based off of a fucking short story written by Jeffrey Chaucer in the fucking thing that Adney just said. In that short story. Canterbury Tales. Yeah. Berry Tales. He's before Shakespeare. All Shakespeare could suck a dick compared to Jeffrey Chaucer, Yeah.
1: Anyways, uh, yeah, he's like, like the first, like he's one of the most, probably the most sophisticated fart joke of all time, is in the Canterbury Tales. It was the, a joke about how do you make a fart hit eight people at once? What? Oh, you have somebody fart through a wagon wheel. There you go. Splits the fart. Oh my <laughs> that God. that joke is in that. I swear to God. <laughs> but anyways, uh, this it's done much more eloquently, obviously. <laughs> but, um, gotta talk about uh, character that I didn't really give a shit about before the movie but totally just won my heart and that is Batman. uh
0: <laughs> uh Jay Hernandez as Diablo. Agreed. Who, Agreed. I'm um, so with Adney about this. It's retarded. Like I, I was literally humping Adney as the Every time Diablo would come on stage, I was like, "Oh, it's your brother." Adney and I just wanted to make sure that I got some of Diablo inside of me. So what? I had to make sure Wait, that what? I got Adney inside of me cuz I knew that they were related <laughs> down the line, you know, in Succession. <laughs> <laughs> but um I thought oh, I loved how
1: in the beginning he's like this wounded badass who said like I have a lot of power. I was a bad guy. I did a lot of horrible things with with what I am. And I hurt the people that I care about. I didn't realize it until it was too late. What I'm capable of are all the bad things I did. And it's because of that I'm never going to go to that place again. I cannot let myself go to that place again. He's full he's like truly is regretful about who the person he was and he's really has changed. He's a different man now. He's not the same guy. And he says he's like that man's dead. He's yeah. dead now.
0: He's like I will I will die before I ever raise my fist again. And,
1: and I it. love how I love his control of fire. The way he can like make shit. Like he has like his like he has a little it was very oh my god, This was so great is it like it's so reminiscent of a, a Paul Dini thing. Paul Dini, one of the greatest comic writers of all, one of the greatest Batman writers of all time. He's a fucking genius. Paul when Dini he did like a magician. When when Paul did uh uh Mr. Freeze and had Mr. Freeze like he made this incredibly sympathetic character the end of the uh episode is you have Mr. Freeze holding like this uh one of those music like mm-hmm. globe Tinker things Bells. it's like it's a little ballerina yeah, dancing in like it it's a globe it. with the what the fuck it is snowing it's like a, it's a little it's a snow, go, snow globe snow globe there you go and so. it's like the ballerina twirling in it and he's staring at it and it looks like his wife Nora who died and that's what his his it's the only thing he ever cared about was Nora and And he's sitting there and he's trying – and he's like so staring at it and he's crying. And of course his tears – because he's in a sub-zero environment, it's the only way he can survive. And his tears freeze up in the middle of him crying. And it's this really touching scene of this horrible guy who we thought had no emotion or anything. He's just this dangerous man and he does. The reason why he puts on that facade is because he's so wounded. And then you have something that's very close to that with uh, Diablo in that – He's like sitting there when he's all, he's all alone. He has no one around him. He's just looking and he cruises his fire to that very similar image of him just looking at what he lost. Like, well, this is, this is my fault. He blames himself. He's like, this has only been happened because of me, because of what I did. And he sits there in regret. And it's such a powerful message. And he, of course, he ends up explaining it and his explanation of it. I thought was, a, wasn't the best, but, um, that that's, he does it in the bar scene that we talked about earlier and uh, it was powerful kind of but at the same time it was also a little bit heavy handed I felt and it kind of but I did love the images before that of him seeing it, holding it in his hand and uh, I thought he did a terrific fucking job as the um, reluctant hero essentially who lay, of course Sacrifices himself because, as any executive will tell you in Hollywood, you can't have a bunch of brown characters be good guys in your movie, so you have to kill them off. You are um, so
0: mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Dorn storyline.
1: <laughs> Dorn storyline all over again, man. I'm telling you. So, um, I love Jay Hernandez. I and I'm really I'm so the reason why I'm so mad that he died is because we don't get any more. I, <laughs> I, I want I, I would love to have like a return of Suicide Squad like because they're gonna do another Suicide Squad movie. It's made a lot of money. They set a record for um the largest open in, in the month of August. They set that record. They're at 300 mil right now worldwide. Uh, 160 uh, domestic. domestic. They made a lot of fucking money, and so it's a lot lower budget than Batman v. Soup's. So. I would. I just wanted more fucking Jay Hernandez. Like I wanted him in like an actual like suit up suit. Would be cool to see, not just his fucking uh, gangbanger fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got to remember he is Hispanic, so, so he has to be a gangbanger, a gang-banger uniform. Gang-banger, of course, it made sense for a character to be a gangbanger, but like just like, I want to see him out of the outfit and more of like a just you know. Um, it just would have been cool to see I him wear this again. Now.
0: This is me. Oh, like as like
1: there. we got to see an arc, a really good arc, and like him sacrificing himself does make sense in a way. It's like this: here's how I redeem my actions. I did a horrible thing. The only way for me to be at peace is to let loose completely to save the world. Oh, dude, he has the
0: best arc in the entire. Movie. Because yeah, like, he I saved did. the world like, because I crushed down. those that I love. I. I, I don't want this is my allies. this is my
1: purpose now. I can't. I, it's hard for me to go on living. But what I can do is I can sacrifice myself, not just for you guys who have become friends with, but for the world in general. Because Superman's dead. There's no Superman. So I'm gonna do. that. I'm gonna sacrifice myself. For this cause, and that was a great arc. I just I'm sad that I don't get to see any more of him. I thought
0: Hernandez did a fucking fantastic. He did so job. good. It was he like he played it like, and it wasn't like a vato that he played it as. Even though that I feel like that was everyone. Yeah, Will Smith was doing a lot that more. They gave him to him. Yeah, but that wasn't the role that he played. He played this honest, a sincere, just. Person like I didn't even really get oh, dude, like you're nailing it like I got that he was Latino but that didn't affect me at all like I was like oh no this is a person who has this ability and these this ability has affected him throughout his entire fucking life it didn't matter he could I'm not gonna lie he could have been black white like that was not even in my perimeter and that might be white privilege because yeah. I'm white I no, think I think that's <laughs> I
1: think what's really cool is I think I love the point that you're bringing up is that I feel like they could have leaned really heavily on the cholo thing, that stereotype. So you have someone like the character from uh, Next Friday who was supposed to be a parody. Like That was the point. Was it supposed to be a parody, and yet every other movie did the exact same level of
0: every other word is a say or mm. or like, they all over and they have eyes. like a tone of voice you know yeah. it's always like this it's, it's, yeah it's a broken it's a broken they, English they do
1: the not not just the fucking it, broken English it's that but fucking, it's the pers- the gangster it's, not, it's, it's like what I just said it's that tone of yeah it all like, and they do it so fucking heavy in every other movie and it's cartoonish and mm. it's, that's all you get and it, it gets definitely over the top
0: but you like that it's, it's,
1: it's cartoonish and it's just dumb it's like that's not how it sounds like you're making me you're taking me out of the movie by doing it that silly and dumb and he didn't do that he was so subtle Except for the part in the in the bar where he's telling a story where he does, where he's not supposed to be subtle. Right. He's
0: not supposed to be, but, but that fits his character. Yeah, his like, chari- Yeah,
1: because he when it when it comes time to be passionate, he is passionate. He's passionate. Yeah. But for most of the movie, he is this very subdued, and he does it really well. He doesn't overdo he's it. He's like with an intro. He doesn't. Like, doesn't in put in too many essays yeah. or anything like no, that. No, no, it's like it's no. it's Will Smith who says essay a bunch yeah. of times. You yeah. know.
0: As in joking with him, like trying to fuck with him. He's poking at him, poking at him, poking at him, trying to see who he really is. And, no uh, but they they did a really this is like the first time that I've seen a Hispanic character in a Hispanic role and they're not portrayed as your typical hispanic person
1: i agree and it's like the second time it's it's, it's, it's the second time we
0: caricature they make it into a caricature in other movies right but they did what we're they did a very good job with this one yes Uh, uh, they finally fucking got a good fucking latino role and he killed him
1: off (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not cool (laughs) (laughs) it's the only second time we've gotten a um a latino character in a superhero movie the first time that he actually has powers and the first we have to see him do something really heroic no like, oh, actually, you know, Michael Pena's character did some heroics. He did some cool stuff in Ant-Man. But uh, this was, like, another
0: level. Yeah, it was another level. Uh, such agree. another level. And it sucks we don't get to see He more. killed it, dude. He killed it. He killed it. I can't even, like, that's but all I can really say. Like, called... I could sit here and be like, oh, this is why he killed it. This is why he killed Just, like, he But they like, still call the if Hispanic don't... character the devil. That, to me, is upsetting. <laughs> 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 he's the devil, bro. No, he does some good things. Yeah, sure. But at the end, he's still the devil. <laughs> hmm. That's what they make it seem like. That's a good point. And they called the fucking... Nah, no, I thought that was cool. I thought <laughs>
1: because um, <laughs> it was. It was like he does have like a... He's basically... Whoa, whoa, whoa. A, as far as you know, the devil hasn't come out with a book, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he's a bro and that's what he is. And he's like uh, basically possessed by um, like a fucking, you know... But he wasn't choosing to be
0: that. Yeah, yeah, he was born this way. Yeah, he's basically
1: like much like Enchantress was like possessed. That's kind of like his. But his was he was born with it in a way, and he like grew up with this, and it just became a part of him. And he hated it. And he's been trying to keep it under wraps, and he finally let it all loose. And then you know, and I thought I thought and it would make sense that you would call that Diablo because you know uh, most Hispanics, especially those in like really poor neighborhoods, are are very religious, and especially like Catholic, and that would be seen as. You know, Diablo. That would be a thing you would automatically. Yeah, yeah, I thought that that fit. That was really cool. An uh,
0: otherworld entity that like that causes harm because he even says in the beginning like he had this power and he didn't like it, but then he used it to his advantage as he got older and as he became had got more power on the streets. He he got more powerful with his powers. They went fucking hand in fucking hand. No, you're right. And then once he caused the most horrific thing they could ever cause, he killed his fucking wife and his kids. The only things he really cared about besides the streets. And then he gave up the powers completely. He says, "No, I want to go in peace." Like that was it. That was a part of his character. And yes, the fact that it went all peaceful until that, oh, dude, no, up. His his that lead arc. up. Yeah, to the, dude, his arc was—he had the biggest arc in the story. I'm sorry, he had the biggest arc in the was fucking that's story. Just saying, yeah, saying, Chris it was, was the, the best arc. Best arc was yeah, but, like, that's why I love that. I, I did like that character the character that, that I think that was my favorite character. I was character, and he didn't even have a lot of screen time. There's a character
1: I was really, really excited for, but ended up being disappointed by was Killer Croc.
0: Oh I thought you were going to say uh, what's your name what the fuck are you Oh, Katana! Oh
1: yeah, Katana! How is she disappointed? Actually, like Katana was badass, but she didn't get enough screen time. That's my exactly. only. Exactly. That's my only grievance.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Greatly cast.
1: Um, I love this fact that they had the soul stealing sword. That was awesome. They put that I in there. I love that she was talking yeah, to the fucking sword. They added sword that into like, like oh. they didn't hide that. They didn't leave that so out. Oh, it's gonna be cheesy.
0: We don't want to do that. They put it they in. They fucking did. That just, was the least cheesy thing saying. that they did. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I was acting like the fucking obviously the, the writers. Yeah. No, no, but yes, they did a good
1: job putting. They it in. They did a great job with Katana. I just wish they. She was more, and I loved Katana. I thought she was so badass and so cool. And they just, she wasn't utilized enough. They didn't have enough screen time, yeah. enough dialogue. Enough All right, let's wrap up. this up though. Final, when it, final to, when it comes to Killer Croc, I thought like, K- Killer, Killer Croc is supposed Croc. to be a lot bigger, taller, buffered, that kind of thing. Uh, his voice was too like hard to understand mm-hmm. at points. And um, I don't, like there's just some things I didn't, I was like, that doesn't, is he
0: like a gangster? in Because the, they make him super kind of gangster in this. How about you just break like it down? Like baseball, like they, give they us a like quick him, five minute wait, like who is like, wait, they didn't Waylon Jones
1: to... like they, they kind of touched that about but what Waylon Jones is he was born with this deformer that made him look reptilian kind of. So he was
0: born as a reptilian. He was like born he popped with this, out of yeah. the
1: womb Wear- it was basically like grayscale from okay. Game of Thrones. He's born okay. with that, and it got worse and worse as he got older. Picked on, treated like a fucking animal. Was with he always ba- bigger than uh, yeah, uh, the he started, other kids? Yeah, he started growing big okay. young. He got a huge growth spurt, which was more and more deformed. And was like basically abandoned by his parents. He had to run away. He ended up uh, like, I think he killed a man when he was really young because he was automatically like already really strong and just fucking kind of going crazy. Joined the circus, like, or not? He got bigger and bigger. And then he ended up getting, like, surgeries to make him even more deformed and made, like, claws and shit, he filed his teeth down to make himself more ferocious. So Wait, he, oh. He started what? being Doesn't a fucking thug, him. and he was, like, killing people, and he was stealing, and he was doing all this shit. But then he ended up going to the circus, and for the very first time in his life, he was praised for being a freak. Accepted. This is the one place where freaks are not only accepted, but they're, like, cherished and, like, we're paying to see you and appreciate you. And he fell at home, and he, he made his own family with these other circus folk, and he... Felt a fucking unity there, but then the circus uh, just lost money, lost funding, it broke up. He had nowhere to go, so he fucking went to crime, went to Gotham, and then got fucking worse and worse. Faced the Batman, lost to the Batman, obviously, because he's the Batman. <laughs> and then got thrown in Arkham and just got more and more insane, and got you know bigger, stronger, more ferocious. But that's
0: that where you—that's where we entered. It was just when he was already insane. It we, didn't mm-hmm. yeah, really, we didn't get a really backstory on that. It didn't really. And like, I love touch like, the, the actor that
1: plays him. I actually love the actor, but like he's just. He needed to be bigger. You know what I mean. He needs to bigger? have like a, like because he like was the mountain big. Not he doesn't have to be that big, but like bigger. Like he needs to be like kind of towering over the other characters a little
0: bit. Oh, I see. He needs like, to be he like, was, like, was big. Uh, you know, he was that the makes size sense. of every other character. He, but he no, was, he was like he was. Bu- I see what you're saying. Buff, he needs yeah. to be like taller as well as buff. Okay. Imagine him.
1: And I don't think he was that buff. I think. Buffer. Imagine, yeah. Imagine him standing in front of Batman about to fight him. Oh, and he should be like. He would be three like Batman. He would be looking up to Ben, like, "Oh, this is a bad idea." You know what I mean? Like Batman oh, in the movie. So in the movie. In the movie. Yeah, and how and he should be portrayed. Oh, he should be bigger. He's bigger, and he that's should a, be at the point. very least like the same size as Batman. You know what I mean? So that's he should a good be like. Point. I'm talking. I'm thinking. Ben Affleck is six four, six five. So that. No, he
0: was easily like
1: five eleven. Yeah, like five so, ten. So Killer he was the opposite of all the other I would have loved been. it if he was like that size. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good and point. And more of a towering force, and it would have made more sense that he's grabbing all those bad guys, those weird creatures, and throwing them. They kind of just a huge. They kind of just pigeonhole. He's like their Hulk
0: kind yeah. of thing. They kind of just pigeonhole. They're like, well, you're the big freaky guy, so we can make you five extra eight, two strong. fucking twenty, and you're just you strong. strong. Yeah, you yeah. Just, you yeah. Look there's like no need to get like a big. You look like you're extra strong. Because we're yeah, there's no need to make you super tall because we're putting you in a CGI anyways. Yeah. Cost. I love the oh, hand you didn't wraps. Like it at all? The hand wraps
1: was like, yes, that's Killer Croc. The hand wraps, but that's it. Uh, there's like, look, uh, the, my like, fav- actual
0: design you didn't like. No,
1: the, the, the face. I'm talking about. It's just his cost, like his the, uh, the clothes. Oh, the clothes. Oh. The clothes. Just the clothes. The gangster clothes. They, like, I didn't like the leather. The clothes, not make the actual. Yeah, costume. he's wearing. They he's wearing make
0: him gangster for some he's reason. He's
1: wearing a velour sweat hoodie. Stupid with the leather jacket. Leather jacket made sense. Not the fucking hoodie, like. Uh, it would have made more sense. Uh, the, my favorite design of his was in the actual the Arkham games, and in Arkham City, I think it was, where uh, he has like the hand wraps that go up his arm, and they look badass. And he's just wearing a wife beater sometimes, sometimes. sometimes, sometimes no wife beater at all, sometimes just yeah. Bear he, chat. I don't
0: think he should. Yeah. That's
1: and true. he has on like uh, they look like uh, pinstripe gangster pants, like fucking oh, mafia. But he's bolting like, out. Like, like, they're gray. Like they're gray. And they go down, and like, they have, like, a thin black stripe, and he has suspenders, but they're not over his shoulders. They're dangling on the sides of his uh, legs, and what? it looks like just a, way such way a badass gangster. design. And, of course, no shoes, but, like, he's just and like, you know, the bottom of his pants a little torn up, but it's, like...
0: He no, they definitely, they definitely ferocious. fucked him in the movie. They're like, oh, well, just just make a freak, and then like, oh, then you can like host him up as the freak. And they made like, oh everyone be, accepts him, and then it's like gangster. oh, it's like they it's had to add, add your, they had to add, add your true. fucking. They made Joker gangster way too into gangster, gangster into the as well. Thing. I feel like, like that's because he's played by a black guy, so they're all
1: like, who's dude?
0: Yeah, play it up, and then even with like him showing like, I obviously it was funny to show him with like uh cable. No, they should Watching
1: it. Idris yourself. but he's
0: watching, like they have him voiced it? Really? No, I should've got Idris Elba to play him. That's what him I off. was, I was like, wait, hold the fucking phone. Imagine if Idris Elba I was him. like, that was not Idris Elba. Yeah. I didn't even realize that you said who they Imagine should've it. gotten. Okay, okay. But when they have him like, yeah, <laughs> they sh- when they have him, actually like, when they get their perks and he's watching the fucking music videos, he's watching like, a bunch of girls shake their ass That is so on the nose. Like, no, this guy, like, we need need the black audience to connect with this character. But they make him this deformed character who's obviously outside of the normality that cannibal, is different. The way, the different than everybody else Funny. but it's like no black guys you can relate to that right you're a little bit different than everybody yeah don't relate else. To, to the black the guy that's take wants to build a relationship with his child or anything like that that's doing the betterment for good guys. don't don't make a connection to that black guy we want you to make a connection well, so they let you, to the gangster black they guy. let you make a connection with that because of the beard and the ball bed you're a perfect connection with that ha! with the <laughs> but <laughs> But I no, I honestly like, I do feel like they took like what
1: things that are cliched for black people to be into. Yeah. That's what they took. They took the cliches
0: like oh, black people love that shit. They took yeah. those. They love fat asses, right? Get a video of the
1: fat, fat asses playing. They took those. They Michael Bayed it,
0: bro. They Michael Bayed the shit. Out. Yeah, that's a great they example. Fucking Michael Like it. it was
1: like they like. Well, what did Michael Bay do when he wanted to con- to connect with the urban <laughs> quote unquote fucking audience. <laughs> you know, they, they put on some hip hop and then they just yeah. did, you know these kind of clothes, uh chains, uh this kind of uh booze uh the way that they talk you just know? have rap music that says nigga a bunch and though uh, uh yeah, Promethazine they, they took all those cliche and like we'll yeah. make Killer Croc into those things which isn't what Waylon Jones is. But anyways.
0: Alright what am I gonna mm-hmm. Come Call me a different body and I'm a piece of shit just like you, man. I'm a lion <laughs> Come Lion me, Call so me a different body and get the my and walk right in. Lion bearer. Lion so bearer. Queens are mean and a piece So the book I'm going to suggest this week is The Profession of Violence, The Rise and Fall of the Cray Twins by John Pearson. This book is literally about uh, The Kray Twins, based out of England. They were the most brutal British mafia fucking guys ever. They basically ran the mafia in England during the 1960s. They were fucking ruthless, vicious. Uh, They were almost like psychotic in a way. Um, The oldest brother actually fucking murdered his wife. It's crazy. Um, But I'll give you the uh, synopsis behind it. Uh, Reggie and Donald Cray ruled London's ganglander in the 1960s with a ruthlessness and viciousness that shocks even now. Building an empire of organized crimes such as nobody has done before or since, the brothers swindled, intimidated, terrorized, and extorted, and brutally murdered, John Pearson explores the strange relationship that bound the twins together and charts their gruesome career to their downfall and imprisonment for life in 1969. So basically rings a nine-year reign of these two twins that were literally psychotic. Uh, actually, a movie just came out called, I think, the uh, Legend? Yeah, I think it was called Legend. Legend, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Tom Hardy plays both of the twins in this movie. Does a great... Just an amazing fucking job portraying the two crazy fucking twins. They are just as famous as Al Capone and Lucky Luciano here in the States. And that's going to end it for the Alcoholicast. Um, You can find us all on Facebook and Instagram at thealcoholicast- Uh, You can write us on there on Facebook on our group chats. Uh, If you can, just rate and review us on iTunes and uh, check us out on SoundCloud. Rate and review, bitches. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Rate and review. Review those three stars sometimes. They, no, sometimes it's a three don't star. Ever do podcast. That, don't don't know, do that. Don't, don't know, do don't know, that. Do okay. a five star. I understand. It's, it's a three star. Write reviews and ratings Because sometimes because it's a, it's a I mean,
1: That's how the sponsors mean, will you know, notice us. Sponsors already
0: notice. Yeah, uh, 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 I
1: want to do a. We're all sparkling. The, I want to do nature a Nature Box. Underwear. Nature Box
0: is so tight.
1: What? You're doing free advertising, man. It sucks. the worst.
0: You're ruining our Nature fancy. Box! Granola. You're ruining
1: our future! Stop
0: granola it. and sugar! Just eat the granola and sugar!
1: <laughs> you can find me. Thanks for ruining our future.
0: You find me on Wow dude, Nature Box sucks is me. What man, Joe Rogan can be sponsored? On Instagram! We can be sponsored. At the last Bibliophile. At JoeRogan.com so so because famous. we're totally on joe He's famous. He's a famous comedian. Yeah, Joe's famous, dude. We're not fucking famous. We're he famous. Fuck about us. Um, obviously Batman. And Batman's famous. Chris is so weird.
1: <laughs> I'm so <drunk>. You're embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not embarrassing anybody. You're embarrassing yourself,
0: bro. But... <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself, and I usually do that all the time, so it's okay. You <laughs>